Now we got it. Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert. That's Josh Bennett. We got Chris Exusion. Exusion. That's kind of close. Whoa, whoa, say that again. (laughs) Exusion. Holy moly, I would never have got that right. That's yeah, why he's just Chris E-bomb. Not, not he's a million Chris E-bomb. That's why I do Chris E-bomb. Nice and easy. Chris <laughs> Cracking beers with the golf guys this week. We're chatting live. Yingling. It's, it's all about live. That. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't get yingling here. That's not a that's, that's unfortunate. Nice like little lager there. We got people like uh people go to like Chicago and buy them in bulk and bring them back here. Sometimes. Oh, nice! There you go. <laughs> it's like gold. It is. It is. Uh, you guys got uh, Nicole Light though. About lit, you got there? but I uh, I wanted to light? tout. Oh, Michelob, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Golden Light. It's like a it's a Mick Ultra, but it's better. Think think of like a think of like a Mick Ultra, but it's better. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Mick Ultra, but it's a real light beer. Super light versus it's fake. Uh, here we're tonight. Uh, we're about to get into what is the Live Golf Tour. Is that what it's called? Is it a tour? Technically, fifty-four. Uh, golf. Josh. Yeah, I mean it was, it's fun. It's a new tour. Greg Norman. I'm sure you've heard about it. Uh, we're going to talk all things who, what, when, where, why. Before we get into that, we are friends of the Thrive people. I'm not really in bed with them technically but i won 500 dollars past week at the u.s open so i wanted to mention that uh it was a fun time um you can use the promo code fgp because i have one or they've created one and that'll get you a match up to 100 bucks have you ever played these kind of things chris where you do the parlays of um uh props prop parlays it's crazy Mm -hmm. No, unfortunately not. Uh, Jersey doesn't have them for whatever reason. Uh, I see all the the prize picks, all that stuff thrive, and they don't allow them in Jersey. And I, I tell the people, I'm like, bring the Jersey. I'm ready. But well, not that's here. unfortunate. What is also on the internet is a website called Rising Fire Bets. Let's go. Ain't it? Yes. There you go. This is your website. This is my website. Correct. Rising Fire Bets. So uh, if you want access to your content, there's your last name that is hard to pronounce. Yep, absolutely. It's there. I for already people. forgot how to pronounce it. Yeah. Excusion. So then, excusion. <laughs> Perfect. You got it. Yeah. Um, this That's is a, this is a site you've 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 got like uh you can I mean tell us about it. Give me a well, plug. It's pretty much just my uh, sports betting website. I do DFS on it. I have a, a video segment called Sell Me Fire. Get somebody on once a week. They sell me their best betting play, DFS play, anything pretty much every week. Uh, just getting people's names out there, you know, uh, and just rising mm-hmm. fire on a bunch of bets, having fun, man. Don't want to miss out. Oh, heck is, yeah! Uh, All right, cool. Chris, is that is that new? Because I feel like I've seen you do your mm-hmm. rising fire hashtags and your tweets, but I feel like I've just seen it like pretty recently. Is it new or has it always been there? And I've just haven't seen it because I'm a moron. No, uh, it's been there for some time now. Uh, way back in the day, I used to have a podcast called Rise and Fire with my uh, buddy Bill, but uh, he's no longer doing that with me. So I'm Ryan Solo and uh, brought out the website. Just get the content out there. Got it. 
Well, and you're a golf guy, though. You're wearing a ping hat. If you're on YouTube, you can see that. Chris got a ping right. hat on. Yeah, so, Josh, you have a right. ping hat, too. But is it, I love, you're not wearing I love a ping, a ping brand. Uh, okay. Driver, Woods, you know, all that good stuff. That can't hit far. Still like it, regardless. <laughs> Victor Hovland. I have a like four iron. That's the only ping thing I have in my bag. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, just, uh, just the Woods and the Driver. But I hit it straight with them, so I guess it works. Fair enough. Now, all right, we're four minutes in. We're trying to get to the table of contents for today's episode, and that's this portion of the program. You are watching the Live Golf Golf Guys pod. We're going to talk all things who, what, when, where, why. This is a very uneducated podcast. <clears throat> yeah. In comparison to the is. real people. Well, not saying like the ball low for me. I appreciate it. This, you're probably aware that this is. We're amateur hour. We're just going to talk from the hip. We don't really care if you care or don't care. The truth is you can go find real content. No laying up. Pat Mayo today have put out content. I've consumed that content. And so we'll try to talk about some of the topics that we talked that they talked about and we'll uh, debate. We have some takes. Chris is here to help us out. Darbo's going to show up in a minute. Quagnus is doing something. So he's not here. Cecil's still MIA. Did you see? Did you see Scotty? Was it Scotty DFS that that had that post about Cecil, the 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 dog mauling thing? Yeah, that was so funny. hilarious. Was Did his dog it's, really maul him? There, there's a there's a, there's a story about uh, some dude in Saskatchewan that got mauled by two dogs, and so he or posted the story because yeah. I think that's where Cecil's from, is Saskatchewan. So he posted yeah. the story and said oh rest in peace to cecil that this is what happened to him i'll be taking over his account from now on and cecil's <laughs> tweeted like three or four times since then <laughs> and that but if you know cecil he has two massive dogs that are like both a hundred pounds each so the story it's obviously not true but it almost makes sense just because like, if you have seen his dogs you'd be like oh well they're yeah, big enough it might happen so anyways no i don't know cecil he's alive He's just yeah, he, maybe he'll come back by the end of the season. Here we, it's coming I'm hoping, out. The end. I'm hoping just one of these shows he won't he won't say anything because we send him the link every week to join and he'll just pop in and we'll like well like an hour into the show he's like I'm here what did I miss and then I got like, a recap. I got well, an idea. What? The first time if he comes in here and doesn't tell us, I will shotgun a beer on the spot. Ooh, oh fancy! I will do live on the show. So will I. No, he did tweet something just recently, the other day. Here, let me pull it he up. He did. He's, uh, he's had a couple Cecil's tweets. into the Live Tour. Of course he is, because he was into the he Outlaw Tour. Remember, he was a big Outlaw <laughs> uh, Tour. Outlaw. Nice. Uh, of course, he has an opinion about Jay Monahan. He says he's such a dope. Guy runs out an eight-event, 50-man field, no-cut series. Shocked he didn't make them 54-hole events to play fully plagiarize the GOAT Live Tour. F the Live or, fuck, I love the live. <laughs> uh, so will be back someday, but we're here 100% live. This is the live pod. That is true that they'll have eight events. We're not pro or anti live. We don't really, I'm thinking I've, I'm holding out on an opinion. It's very obvious to be anti live for what the, for the obvious reasons, but we've, we're golf guys and we love golf and we've consumed so far what has been one event. Has it been one event so far, Jish? You would consume one event. One. The second Josh, one's next weekend. 
You consumed <laughs> it from start to finish all three days, did. did you not? I did. I missed like three shots, probably. Wow. You, were, you were one of the na- you were one of the numbers of YouTube viewers. There was like a, at one point a hundred thousand viewers, was there not? Yeah. Yep. Two different days they had a hundred thousand. The first it seems day pretty good last, for a ran, yeah. brand new tour with shitty players. But uh, the if you're not familiar with Live, and I mean, do we really have to get into that it's eight events this year? It's no, gonna be 10, everybody knows. Players. I think, okay, I think know, people are watching know this for the most part. You know, people know about why it's a Live. They, they've realized that now. <laughs> I don't want to live forever. It's a great jam. Um, shotgun starts, though, is a thing that they're doing, and I'm not sure there's opinions on that. Should we talk about that real quick? Are you into the shotgun start, Chris? Uh, the funny thing about live is I don't really consider it like a tour, like the PGA tour. So it's kind of like a side event. So I kind of like the different, different mm-hmm. kind of things they do. Okay. Uh, they did bring up a good point. Like they see like, Oh, you have 14 holes left. I guess from a competitive standpoint, I guess they know where they're at. If they need to make a push or not, I think that's a good thing. I actually like the commentary. I think the commentary is fantastic. I like I agree. whoever's talking. He has a lot of enthusiasm about <laughs> golf. And yeah. he just goes crazy, and he's like, "It was almost an albatross," and he like hits in the water. It doesn't even matter. But like, <laughs> right. It's just the enthusiasm's there. You don't get that with the PGA Tour often. So I kind of, I kind of dug that a little bit. Okay, Josh, what are your uh, overall thoughts right away about the the live? Because you've you've kind of you were on board, and then your guy now Bryson has moved over there. So are you into yeah. it? Or are you watching it? No, I don't think I have to be a super fan now. <laughs> I can lay your boy, Bryson. Bryson, your boy. Hold on. Let me find it. Chad. He's got a poster. He refuses to set up his background. Although, <laughs> I mean, he's got a newborn, so that I guess he yeah. has no time. For oh, that. the shadow or Bay Hill. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then he'll never play Bay Hill again in his life. Yeah. But you know what I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that he switched to a normal hat. I, I, like, I don't either. I like he the did for this tour. Hat he switch? No, he, he did before. Sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. He hasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the I you like the team concept. I kind of like that it's that it's a different thing. Okay, and it's my opinion is the PGA Tour is like trying to fight them, and I think they're doing that wrong. I th- I think they should be trying to work together. The, Monahan said it that if it's a race with money, he'll ne- never win. They got too yeah. much money. So why wouldn't he try and work with them and try and? They can, he can use live to make his product better, whether it's them playing against each other or them working together with the okay. schedules to make things work. So I, it's different if you don't like the shotgun starts and the no cuts and whatever. That's fine. People don't like that. People don't like how the PGA Tour does things. So there are things that people don't like, that, and that's fine. But I kind of like that it's different. There's new elements the broadcast like chris said is kind of fun and the announcers make it exciting and they got all types of colors and all types of stuff so it it appeals to a more younger type of viewer instead of pga tour who's trying to draw in like a 60 year old so it's it's different it's new it's fun i like different new fun but change is hard for people so right that's my that's my overall thoughts on it now yeah okay People know where it's funded and how it's funded, and that kind of is the reason why it exists is to try to buy golf or sport wash. Is that should we talk about that, or is this podcast not about those kind of topics? 
But I actually wanted to talk about the thing you're talking about, the team concept. I personally oh, okay. like golf. Okay, so if you don't know at home, there's 48 players each week. They make up 12 teams, and those teams each have a captain, and these are drafted new every tournament. Is that right, Josh? Yes. So they just draft a new team every week. So, like, the Crushers is just right now. Yeah. But that – that seems weird. I would like to. I would like to see them do that differently going forward. Because mm-hmm. I think if you have the same people on on the same team going forward, I think that could possibly make things a little more exciting. Okay. And and again, if you if you're going to compare it to like basketball or baseball, if you have a set team, then that you can do the trades or you can do right. all types okay. of stuff like well, that. So yeah, Chris, what do you? Chris said you, he had an opinion here. What were you going to say? Like you like this concept because there's. There's, it's a lot honestly, to keep track of, kind of. Honestly, opinion. there's no live draft of the teams, so I think that's kind of weak in itself. I think they could at least did something fun with that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. What do you think about teams anyway? You think about location, and that's how like all sports teams are. Like, there's no, there's no alliance unless you're like a huge Sergio fan. But who's really a big Sergio fan? You know, so it's like, I mean, it's it really comes down to there's no location to it. Um, I think it's good as an individual sport, but for this kind of league, I think it's kind of makes it gives it a little different element. But like the Ryder Cup and stuff, that's like nationality. That's like a ownership of like location. Like I think that works, and I think the PGA does it correctly. But for this kind of tour, you got to spice it up a little bit, do things different. So I guess it's okay, but it it doesn't really make sense at the end of the day because they don't have like a live draft. They just switch the teams constantly. So. It is what it is. I, 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 I like more of like a Ryder Cup kind of feel where you feel like you're a part of something. This, you're just like, oh, these Ram guys are put together. There's, they're not part of like England or New York or whatever. It doesn't sure. really matter. But <clears throat> What about the, con- the fact that it's 54 holes and it gets – is it a real tournament? I mean, John Rahm was on record saying it's not – it's like a illegitimate tournament. So it shouldn't get OWGR points. We've got all that. Is that does this bother you or is this better, Josh? Is it isn't it better that it's three rounds? We were talking about this. We we kind of like it better. I I kind of like it better. It's it's a just watching golf. If you're just grinding watching golf, it's takes forever to watch yeah. all day long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's mm-hmm. it's a grind to do that every single week. No, together. no one's really doing it. The fr- they're all a bunch of frauds on Twitter <laughs> pretending that they do. I can't. I mean, like I used to try. It would mean EPAT. We're the only ones that could catch every single random footage, and it's hard to watch all the golf. But yeah, Chad, is this is this pronounced as you would think it is pronounced from our guy Steve? Maybe Steve can okay. just tell us. No, I think it is. Okay. Are you really in Thailand? There is a tournament that they're playing in Thailand and the live tour. Actually, look at this yeah. show touching all the globe in Bangkok here in Thailand. Right. Look at <laughs> us. Yeah, they, they're going to Bangkok in a few months. Uh, I don't know what the exact date is, but I have that on the list here. Oh, do my first global show, maybe. Get this, <laughs> get this, Jish. There's a team championship. How they have that, I don't know, wow. because that's weird. Teams it's, change every week. There will right. be a final weird. event. Yeah, and then know. final event is four days, and it's four rounds, and it's match. Are they? Are they going to draft? For the for the teams before this four day event, and are they gonna are they gonna redraft for the second day and third day? Or how? that's I don't the, understand. That's yeah, why maybe they draft there. before the championship, and you like. I don't get that's it. where the team thing's weird. I th- I think they should just well. 
Oh, I say oh, I think no, we should just Mayo keep the same teams, but it's, Mayo on his pod this morning or whenever I listened to it, he uh, he was talking about having everyone have a certain amount of money, and you do like an auction draft, and you give DJ and everybody a hundred bucks, and then you that would be the most entertaining thing ever to watch DJ be like, I want yeah. Brooks for ninety eight dollars, and you're like DJ, you ha- you can't, <laughs> yeah, five more pizza dollars. They're just like idiots. I like okay. yeah, I like that idea actually. Uh, I just think they got to keep the teams the same because the yeah, or the hundred percent you have to. But it, it's hard though because because it's so new and they had like this week they had Brooks and Answer and Bryson and Reed, so they got all these new guys coming in. So they keep have to people be- on. Yeah. yeah, so I think once they get like a a solid core of people it, I'm sure there'll be people coming in and coming out and coming yeah. in and coming out. But right now they're bringing big names in uh, two weeks, but every week so far they're bringing big names in. So I guess maybe that's the reason they have to like keep switching teams. But once they kind of get a solid core of golfers, I think they should just keep the teams the same. And then... Or you think that they would just keep redrafting the same. Like we want the same team, like, cause we're friends and, you know, or that too, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're like, "We'll just take a lesser guy because he's got the camaraderie with us." Um, they do also have this match play knockout style event at the end. Do you like that idea? Because I think we've talked about how the tour championship on PGA Tour, the end of the season final event, is garbage and it's weird. And someone gets thirteen strokes under par to start or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. The match play is what people have said they wanted. Are you a match play guy, Chris? Uh, well, I like it for the Ryder cup. I mean, that's, I mean, when you have something that you can like be a part of like a, like you feel like you're a part of like a, the team store because you're like from the U S yeah, like high-fiving each other, like a sports. Yes, exactly. It's like ruined for your favorite sports team. But then yeah. are you going to be like a fan of like, what is it? What's Sergio's team? Like the fireballs or something? Like, yeah. there's the you know crusher. I mean? like, the am clean. I going to be wearing a fireballs cap? Like I, I, oh, I don't know. Yeah. We, I, I yeah. Someone's <laughs> making, did you just purchase one? No, but people are making hats. I know that there's hats out there. But but honestly, though, like oh, here's the captains. Josh pulling up the captains here on oh, YouTube. Okay. If you're an iTunes person, you could uh, please rate and review. I don't even know if that helps. We don't really care actually. Um, and then, but if you're on uh, YouTube, you could see we share the oh, screen wow. often and we show stuff. And this is showing the captains, and it does not include Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. Is not That's a captain. Kind of he's not one of the top twelve names. What the hell is that? He gets snubbed all the time. I think he's kind of used to it at this point. Or, or they try to stack the deck and try to get these people money because the money is what it's all about, boys and girls. There's a huge purse, a collective purse of two hundred and fifty-five million. And I think, from what I remember, did I write this down? Yeah, four million dollars to each person that wins the tournament every mm-hmm. week. Four million. That's more than anybody gets on PGA Tour. You finish dead fucking last. You still get 125 or 120. But the team concept, you're getting paid that way. So in addition to you're already making four million or 120, no matter what, you get five million to the top three teams that you split. Or there's also 50 total million reserved for this championship round, where the the winner of the match play shit that's made up fake bullshit gets to split 16 million so you get another four million if you win the whole thing good god there's millions of dollars everywhere in this tournament 
These team names are just garbage. By the oh, way. let's talk about them because I got, I wrote them down. There's the, uh, the team <laughs> names. Right. Why did like this is just and then the the logos and the way the that, logos are so bad. I too. mean, they're horrible. Everybody's talked shit about this. They're for so days. bad. Yeah, the Niblets. They, they made the logos in Microsoft Paint. I can guarantee oh, easily. In <laughs> so they have four aces. Who's the captain of the four aces oh, in Portland? Oh, DJ. DJ. Was he the captain in the four aces last week? He was, yeah. Yep. Okay, so they kept that the same. Okay, at least. Yeah. Then the cliques. Have you ever heard of a clique? It's a driving iron? No. No, no I have not. I, I, I have not heard of that. Either. In my life. Uh, crusher. Why? You're crushing the ball? Yes. Yes. That's, okay. Yeah, Fireballs. 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 It's a great team for Bryson, the captain, by the way. Oh, the Crushers? Crushers yeah. is a great Bryson team. <laughs> Uh, and also, Fireballs is a great Sergio team. It is. It quite is. a fiery individual. Yeah, exactly. Is he even on that team? Oh, yeah, he is. Good. Yeah, he's the captain. <laughs> okay, high flyers. What the? That is the weirdest thing. And then Phil is on HY flyer. Like, come on, really? Is this a thing? Like, this is the thing. thing. High flyer. They got money and everything. I guess he wanted to be the high guy because you know he's fucking high. On cocaine. Have you seen his pictures? He definitely looks like. Oh it. my goodness gracious! It's scary. Oh, that was one hell of a party, though. I'll tell I you mean, what. Yeah. You know, right? Oh, could go on a whole episode about Phil. Uh, we got Ironheads. You got Majestics, I guess. Niblicks. Is Niblicks. That's what I had a question Scotland. about. Uh, the punch, the smash, the stinger, the torque. The, I, guess, I think Niblix is another like old school golf term for like a club. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hmm. look that up. Um, why this is controversial? So I asked my wife. I said, "Do you know about the Live Tour?" Because I was about to do this. And she's like, "Oh, oh Niblix, Niblix is like a like a wedge kind of." Sorry. Oh, cool. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, Sarah's dad's a scratch golfer. She's been around golf. My wife's dad. Uh-huh. You know, it's not. We're it's great. Like is she's very aware of how it works, where men play golf, so it's nice. But I said, "Do you know about DJ leaving and Phil and all this stuff, and what's the deal?" And you know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, they're going to a different league." Uh, do you know why the it's bad? And she's like, "The money's bad." And I'm like, "But why?" <laughs> she's like, "I don't know. I don't know why the money's bad." And I'm like, "I don't either." You know, like kind of like, what do you, do you know anything about? So, so like, it's 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 missing the general public. I think I think this there is a reason why the sports washing is a thing for governments to do because you get people like the you were on Twitter, we're deep in the weeds. But if there's an outside person, even my dad or potentially a fringe guy of my dad who almost doesn't like golf but likes golf enough to know about Phil leaving the PGA Tour, what the hell is where is he playing? And they say this tour is in I don't know Saudi Arabia. I don't know what's up with this tour. Why? Okay, why is he doing this? Well, because they paid him a shitload of money. Oh wow. Okay, good good for Phil or whatever. It's like they barely <laughs> know that this government. Is killing massive amounts of people. It's crazy, and they're they're ordering the death of a journalist who is critical on the government. In March of this year, they killed eighty-one people in one day. I mean, but but Josh, we'd also talked about what Riggs was just saying. It was Riggs on Twitter was like, honestly, 
without this golf shit, I probably wouldn't know anything about Saudi Arabia sports washing at all. That's or exactly right. I wouldn't even know what were the def. I literally had to Wikipedia sports washing for the first time in my life because of this situation. And yeah, you could have maybe gotten away with it in 1990 or 19, maybe even 2000 when you had to go to the actual library to look up what sports washing is. <laughs> right. Whereas nowadays, on the toilet, I'm like sports washing. I just heard that term for the first time in my life. I'm 37 years old, and boom, I know everything about it in 44 minutes. Yeah. So it is not maybe working on woke people or people with like my wife. It might work. I don't know if, but is that the goal? What's the goal of this whole thing for the live golf investments? Uh, I, I mean, I would say they just want to get the they want to challenge the PGA. I think I think that's what it is. It's just a we have a lot of money. We want to make our own league. Uh, we want to flex our money. We don't care if we lose money. We just want to have a league we call our own. And I think that's what they're doing here. And they're just challenging PGA. And they got, you know, Greg Norman just leading kind of the charge. And he's pretty angry. So I think. Now, it's- okay. I have a question for Josh. Do you think that there's chess being played right now? Or because, right, I think you could look at it as maybe Greg and Phil know what they're doing. Do they know what they're doing, Josh? Where it's a, it's been an interesting. They're turn forcing events. the PGA Tour to to pay the players more. This is working. This right. is like exactly what Phil said. Now Phil exactly. said it to an extreme and an exaggeration, maybe to push the point home. But at the same, yeah. they don't have twenty billion dollars. They don't even have a billion dollars. They don't even have eight hundred million. Like we know that they have a couple hundred million bucks that they can use to line the pockets of the best players and they haven't been doing it because they've been getting away with it or i don't know why whatever is this the thing that we need to talk about josh yeah i it's it's been an interesting turn of events because everybody was so pissed at phil yeah and then he but what he said is now that like this week people are like oh shit maybe phil was actually right so it's like, yeah, but he did it in a terrible way. Is what the point he, was, right? Kind, he kind of said it in a weird way, and he exaggerated numbers. But if you just take his words for what they were, he was mostly right, other than exaggerating numbers and stuff. But I mean, for the most part, he was, <laughs> was basically right. So, yeah. so like this week, people are like, oh, maybe Phil is actually right about what's going on here. Because what could end up happening is, oh, Darbo's here. But the, I mean, Phil could ditch this tour eventually, and at the yeah, same time might. achieve what he wanted to achieve. Where he wanted, he wanted the PGA Tour to open up their pocketbook, start doing what they said they were going to do with this media rights money. And it's who knows? I don't know what's going on. Darbo, do you know what's going on with the Live Tour? Darbo, Eric Darbo, Sweet Spot DFS is here. You can find his his great work on YouTube and you. Do Twitter sort of sometimes? I do Twitter. Yes, I yes, do Twitter. You're there. Uh, so do you know anything about the live tour? Are you going to do some content for the live tour? Are you making buckets for the live tour? <laughs> uh, it would be, it'd be difficult too. I yeah. mean, they, they have no statistics. <laughs> they have their putting statistics are just total putts, mm-hmm. which are, which is solid. Worthless. Yeah. Those are solid worthless. stats. Oh no. Oh no, Liv is playing chess and Jay Monahan is playing Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ah, child. We're calling good. him a child. Uh, I did invite Dominic onto the pod if he wanted to come on, but he's busy or something. But 
Darbo, what do you know about the Live Tour? And are you into it? Are you not? Are you anti-Live? Are you pro PGA Tour? I mean, I'll just like uh, Jish. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Like it's YouTube golf, is kind of my my main thing to use. Like not only to create, but also to listen to watch. Like YouTube is such a great tool to use. I mean, I think it's like a a lot of people are like, yeah, there's no contract or whatever for live. Ooh, sure. That's not, I mean, I'm sure they're going to get way more money once they do get a TV contract, but putting it on YouTube is so convenient for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, it's awesome. Cause you get to rewind as far back as you want. Doesn't, I mean, cause it's a live thing. So I get to go back just to watch, you know, the first few shots or try to find golfers that I like. I get to skip ahead. I can, you know, hit the right arrow on the keyboard and go five seconds ahead and just continue to do that. It's so smooth on YouTube. Some people laugh at it, like saying, oh, yeah, cheap old tour has to go on YouTube. Like, I would rather watch golf on YouTube than having to use Peacock or ESPN. Peacock, NBC, TNT, ABC. (laughs) Yeah, the gauntlet of the U.S. Open. Yeah, that was fantastic viewing. Oh, um, I wanted to interrupt tonight's broadcast of a golf show and tell you guys that the NBA draft is occurring and the Timberwolves were on the clock. They picked the name, but we traded it or I'm not really sure how it works. I wasn't watching the draft. I just got texted that we have now moved down to get the ah, 22nd and 29th. Pick. Love Go that. Moved down know. to get a better player. Stacking up, stacking names, but whatever. Yep. Uh, so <clears throat> now the live tour has names that is the truth they've got people have combined for 14 total majors they have 26 of the world's top 150 and they're getting more and more names every week the best names are dj brooks bryson reed answer it nah gooch but are these names worthy of your eyeballs dj might be mine i'll watch any golf I know. Yeah, I think it doesn't really I'm, I'm matter. Right where I think... he is. I, I'm down to watch any golf. Any golf's good golf to some extent, as long as you have the names. Yeah. Uh, and I like know, the I'm... fact that if you keep getting good names, you just push out those bad names. It's hilarious that Andy Ogletree is already done. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> He's not going to get drafted real. or whatever. I don't know how this works, but it's amazing. And then Phil. Now, Phil took $200 million. We know that DJ – oh, the, the thing about DJ I wanted to say that Mayo talked about was that DJ – his signing is insane. And if you compare it to uh, Aaron Rodgers, which would, is what they did on the show, like DJ is making now 70% more over the next four years. Mm-hmm. That would be like as if Rodgers signed a four-year, $436 million contract when he really has a three-year 150. So can you see an NFL quarterback being offered to go to the CFL for four years, $430 million? And then being like, obviously I should do that. Yeah. If the money's there, sure. They yeah. could, but you know what, you know, what's pretty funny though, Pat Perez, he was talking about, you know, never joining uh, the live tours. Like I can just play on the champions tour. They really can't give me an amount of money. I looked into it. His most he's made in a year. I think it's like four and a half million. I think it was like 2016 or something like that. They gave him 10 mil. I mean, I guess that that was the magic number. I'm kind of shocked that was the magic number. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of surprised he made that move, honestly, because he could have just crushed the Champions Tour, and the money keeps building in, and, you know, he could have did all right. Yeah, I mean, he the Champions Tour in five years. This is like the, the 
that's the bridge. That's what's so nice about this. Yeah. Uh, Brooks is probably the strongest name that has left so far. You can talk shit about what he's done over the last 12 months, but the guy won 18 months ago. He is a four-time major winner. He's definitely a fraud with his words, which is very irritating. He's just lying through his Huge fraud. Just... He's been this way since the beginning of time. Forever. Yeah. So if you're right. if you're oh my gosh, how could he say this? Google <laughs> the playlist or I made a play. Is it a playlist on YouTube, Darbo? Playlist or something? What is the Brooks Kepka lying track? No, I just have a bunch of press conferences of Brooks Kepka in one little <laughs> playlist. I think I I organized them one day. <clears throat> so you could like find it. And you can just it just will feed you the 16 in a row or whatever of him just being a total fraud and asshole uh, during press conferences and other uh, places and things. Are we worried that Brooks is the beginning and the first of many dominoes, or is it more just that look who you, look who's leaving? It's the fraud, the liars, the assholes. The the why why did you use the word worried? <clears throat> what are we worried about? Are, are you a PGA Tour? Uh, super fan? No, I kind of, I kind of am worried about. Well, not necessarily. I don't worry. I don't really care. Yeah, what are you worried about? Uh, no, I just think if I'm Jay, I'm worried maybe. But you said that you may have changed hearts because you were Mr. Liv. I thought you were Mr. Liv, and you're about to be Mr. Liv. And so, are you going to turn into a PGA apologist? Are you going to be the one that says that? No, 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 no. My my change of heart was. My change of heart was I listened to Max Homa's interview with no. I love Max. Max is the best. I love Max as well. I'm going to tell Liam. Liam, it has to be a Max Homa super fan. This is like. Should be. He's the new Ricky Fowler because he's the true kid that grew up wanting and grinding. And he's got the charisma. And he has those cute, funny things on social media. He's the perfect athlete for a five-year-old, six-year-old person to envy. Don't you think? I, yeah, I totally agree. Max Homa, all the way. Okay, yeah, and, so yeah, you, and you listen to the No Laying Up? I listen, just his interview that was posted. I don't, I don't do No oh, Laying Up. There. I listen not, to the whole thing. I'm not a massive fan of them, but, um, well, so I, I listened to his interview and he was kind of talking. My original, by the way, is that it does not make any sense if somebody is just going to hand you a truckload of cash to say, no, thanks. I think I'll stay with PGA Tour. Because like the college kid, yeah, exactly. Like the the what is his name? Cootie is that his last name? He had the thing where he made like thirty grand or whatever, and he got offered like millions, and he said, "No, I don't, I don't want to do that because I don't want to watch my friends play on the PGA Tour." What? This makes no sense. Did you read that article? But (laughs) Chris, I'll I'll send you, I'll send you the article. Send it on over. Uh, So I thought, I thought that was kind of nuts, and then. Then then Max comes out and says, they always say like, it's my lifelong dream to play on the PGA tour, blah, 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 which seems like kind of BS a lot of times, but he went through this whole spiel about how it was actually a lifetime dream. And when he thinks about golf, he doesn't think about like money. He thinks Mm -hmm. about golf as a profession. And then I started thinking that like what I, what I'm doing in my profession I could probably make more money somewhere else that if I went back into like a corporate job, I could probably make a little bit more money than what I'm making right now. So I could 
do other things if I really wanted to. But I like what I'm doing right now, and I like mm-hmm. how it's going. Mm-hmm. So that kind of struck me as well. Okay, so now that kind of makes a little sense that it's it's more about doing what he wants in the environment that he wants versus Mm -hmm. taking a little more money in maybe an environment that he's not comfortable being in. So that's where I changed my stance. I'm still team live, baby. Still team live. (laughs) I've changed my stance on being annoyed that people are saying, oh, I'm not going over there because it's my lifelong dream to to be a PGA player. That's... It might make a little more sense to me now. So that's where I changed my thing. He's one of he's one of the people that I think the tour can't afford to let go. But before we get to those, they names, should pump him up more. There, I think they're trying to a little bit, but they should pump him up more. He's he's way better for the tour than I think the tour realizes. Oh fuck, oh, for sure. And the the interview today was great. Um, he to summarize what you're kind of saying is that he said when I was dreaming. And I'm missing cuts and in hotel rooms, being a terrible golfer, wondering if this is going to happen. And people asking me, what do I do for a living? And I was like, well, I'm, I was a golfer on the PGA Tour. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that it was never about dreaming, like, I'm going to win $10 million in the FedEx Cup. It was just playing the best events, beating the best golfers, competing against Tiger, winning majors, going to Ryder Cups. And that was never, ever one time about finding dollars at the end of the rainbow. So, right. Yeah. Uh, I like that about him and he's just a solid human being and it's easy to find that likable. Unlike maybe Bryson, your guy, <laughs> why, why did he leave? He's only 28 is, are the injuries a concern of why Bryson left the tour and went to jump on to live or what's up with Bryson's brain? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get on that for the most part, but uh, I think his injury is more serious than it comes on for sure because it really makes no sense for him to make this move. I, I think he's got a big issue right now with his injury, yeah. and this is a really good, easy money grab for for a time where he's not probably going to win this this year on tour probably. So I don't not- think he'd win as much money as they gave that, him for the next five years of his life in his career. Yeah, so I think, you're probably yeah. right. And that's same with Brooks. It's like I'm never going to win this much money in my life. There's no possible way, even with these raised uh, purses, which we should we should definitely talk about in a minute. But <clears throat> either way, Patrick Reed, he's great. I miss him uh, pay, playing on the PGA Tour and cheating. I wonder what's going to happen if he ends up cheating. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, they play. They play by the same rules. Other, I think uh, there's just one rule that they that they are not following the same with as the club the down rule near the grass where you can kind of move the ball where he wants. That no, one. I don't think that's the same <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was the one I, I said. thought I saw a tweet that there's just one like very minor thing that they're just not following. I do have an opinion on Bryson, by the way. Oh, Oh, sorry to skip over your opinion on Bryson. Yeah, you should have just chimed in. I didn't, I didn't want to offend as a, you. As a, as a Bryson super fan, I have an opinion. You're I think uh, Bryson super fan. This is great for you. Then you're he said, he said, a few different times that he doesn't even really like golf and he just does it yes. because he's good at it. So I think this move actually makes, I don't think he gives a fuck about majors and winning, winning PGA. No, he wanted to check a box, which he did. He, yeah. He I, like actually the box, I think he wanted to check. He talked a, a couple different times about changing his game to destroy Augusta. So I think maybe he wants a master's. But he said a bunch of times that he doesn't even like golf. He just does it because he has been programmed to be really good at it. So 
why not just play golf somewhere else where he can a little less stress on the body and everybody rips him for how much he time he puts into like swinging very hard and very fast and like injury prone situations. So why not just go somewhere where you can play eight, 10, 14 times instead of 20 and make a bunch of money. Now you're still doing what you were programmed to do, but you have, you, you do it a little less and you can do whatever else you want to do. I think, I think it may actually makes total sense for him. He, did, okay. he He's never said anything about caring about the PGA tour really. He's he has talked about the Masters, but that's well, yeah. Why would anyone actually care about the PGA Tour? That was I don't my other point. I I we can talk about the Twitter people and like. Well, no, I actually have a segment about media later. So here, <laughs> let's talk about who who's next because that's kind of a fun topic oh, of conversation because we really know that there's rumors spread. There's three other names in this Portland event that are not announced yet. Who are the three names, Jish? Who do you suspect was next to move to live? I really thought uh, I really thought Sungjae was going to be one of them. Because oh, no. it just it, and he put out a statement that said like, "No chance. I'm I'm a PGA Tour guy. Let's play every guy. event." That that but so my thought with that originally before he put out the statement, my thought with with that is that he would he wanted to play every event. You play more events, you make more money. In, in theory, he needs to make as much money as he possibly can before he has to go to uh, military, military service. Yeah. So, and as we know, once anybody that's been on the PGA Tour, been good or been bad, they go do their military service, they come back and they're dog shit. So once he goes, in theory, his, his golf career is probably mostly over. So my thought is he he's playing the PGA tour, all these events to rack up all his cash. Cause he knows once he's done career is basically done. So if he goes to live, he can just get all this money and just play less and then go do the military thing. And then also probably be done. So that was my original yeah. thought. And then he put out the statement that said, I'm PGA tour guy for life, which is good. Yeah. But him. how, how much credibility are these statements? His, his statement was actually like pretty definitive saying like, yeah, but it's tied by no- this. Through an interpreter, like it's a fake. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I was like kind of sad this morning when he with or where when was this yesterday when he withdrew or I was just sad and I told my wife I'm like, something is going to live. What the hell? <laughs> but then I don't know. Maybe live will live stronger with Bubba because Bubba's on the back end of his career. He fits mm. the narrative perfect for someone that's going to go. Is Bubba a guy that's next in your mind, Chris? Or who's next? Is it Fowler? Fowler's going. I actually think this guy. I'm shocked he hasn't even been on the roster yet. Adam Scott. Talk <laughs> about a guy that does not like playing that many rounds of golf. Like, right. he really must hate golf that much more. If he's not yeah. even doing the live tour for, like, two events. He's like, so mad that he really never wants to play golf. He just wants yeah. to wear brown clothing all day. That's all he wants to do. And hit a funky putter. That's all. That's it. Oh, the Wolves are on the clock. You got any other names you think are going, Chris, that aren't like... I think Bubba's definitely a good person, but he's hurt, so he's like waiting till he heals up and everything. I think he's more than gone for that. Um, If I'm thinking of another person, I was actually kind of shocked about Gooch, honestly, leading. I think that's the biggest issue. Goocher? No, Gooch? Oh, actually, yes. Actually, no. Actually, that's a great pool by you. I think Gooch could definitely be in. That guy (laughs) loves his money, man. He loves money. He loves his money, man. He doesn't want to and, share it either. 
Our guy Dominic says Neiman Ortiz and Cantley. Those are some strong names. Yeah, um, Ortiz less so, but I mean Neiman and Cantley. Cantley they rank in the top. That'd, that'd be shocking. Yeah, in Cantley's his mouth. Did you see his press conference where his mouth like dropped <laughs> so yeah. weird? That was a wild. That was a wild. That like, oh panda God. over there. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't born last night for sure. Have you heard the? Uh, I'm sure you have. The there's the of the one million rumors out there. The rumor that there's like a ton of dudes, like very good dudes, that are just waiting for. FedEx Cup to be done, and then just people are just going to start jumping ship after that. Oh, I heard that. Heard about this. Oh, time out, time out, time out. Um, I'm being texted that there's a draft, ding ding or whatever they have. Yeah, Walker Kessler has been drafted by the Timberwolves. So that, mark it down. Um, that on June 23rd at 9:15 p.m. or whatever it was, that Walker Kessler. No idea about him. No Who is idea that? What does he do? Let's look him up. Um, his well, dad, his dad's name is Chad. So, oh, well, you're you're a big fan of him, though. He is quote unquote from my brother, who is a basketball stan, an NBA guy, best shot blocker <laughs> in the draft. Cool. Led D one in blocks. Ooh, there you go. What's that do? What does that do in the NBA, by the way? But that's good next to Cat is what he's saying. It doesn't matter to the NBA. He dunked on a lot now, I think. Yeah, we need that. That's what we needed on the Wolves, apparently. Right, exactly. But the Sixers are on the clock, so we'll see what happens. Oh, cool. Is that your squad? That's my squad. Do you talk NBA on your uh, – No, I don't talk a lot of NBA. It's mostly just golf now and uh, just some football. That's about it. Yeah, see – are you an M- are you an NBA guy or do you not? I care? am a basketball guy. I just I used to do content for the NBA and and college basketball, but the whole wife and kids thing kind of cramped that a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. to be really on top Chad of that. Yeah, yeah, sucks. <laughs> really cramping my style. Um, <laughs> the people who are on tour now who currently have said no, like Morikawa, he said no this week. There are other names. I just said no. He didn't. He said no, but there is kind of like an asterisk in there. That's he said no, like today. Yeah, the Xander no, where it's Xander. Yeah, everyone leaves him down. No, today I might go if there's players that are over there better than over here. So it's just a tipping point at some point. So Liv is going to fill this bucket up as much as they can, and eventually it's going to spill over. It's going to be they're they're in charge. Liv's in charge. They've got everyone. Or fifty percent. I, I was wondering, is there a number? Like, is it twenty-five out of the top fifty? If they get offers and they go, does that mean Liv starts having power, and then they're able to lower their offers to the next twenty-five guys? So, if you don't take the offer early now, oh, are you point. then looked at as a fucking idiot, and then they're going to be like, "Wow, JT stuck by that Jay Monahan idiot and the old formula that the Boomers were in control of, and then he never fucking left for free money." And now he's going to have to negotiate to go. Oh, we go over there, but now it's for. Now they're giving him. Now they're giving him that. They're giving him number money. Thirty grand. (laughs) It's like cooch. Cooch is getting a dinner paycheck. Yeah, and that college kid is never getting a chance on. He's college kid can play the PGA tour all he wants now, because nobody's on the PGA tour. Yeah, that 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 kid will probably be on the PGA tour in two years because everybody will be playing on lift. Or is it up to – do you think the live guys are in the business of buying the best college players? Do you think that's – they're obviously going to do this. 
They should. I think, I think at some point they're gonna they're gonna just scoop young talent and just be yeah. like, oh, this guy just bombs at 350 yards. Like, let's just throw him on there. It'd be a sideshow at this point. So we'll see. Or that long-haired hippie freak that does the drives. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, that guy. Bryce's boy. That's Bryce's boy. Bryce's boy. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm kind of surprised that he's that he hasn't been signed yet. And yeah. actually, he might because I I think at one point he had been talking about trying to play competitively. Whoa, he's trying. That would be a that would be a huge get. <clears throat> oh, I keep hearing about uh, like the uh, the people on the no laying up. They're gonna put a woman on there. Let's put a woman on there. They're, they're, oh. The Saudi people are not gonna put a woman. <laughs> are you joking? I, me? I think that I think that's for, I think you're right, Chad. I keep thinking, is this? Are they nuts? Why are they? Why aren't they talking about the total obvious that the Saudis will not? It would it actually be kind of fun if they did put. They should, of course, but it like, would be so embarrassed. I'm rolling my eyes. Like, why are they even saying this? Do they know who but, they're yeah. talking about? Right. So you have then you have to dig in deeper to find out where the money's coming from and then understand <laughs> they're what not that into women over there. Is and does and then you're like, oh, actually, they will probably never have a lady on that. No. So is this? They should, this leads to the next question, though: Is this good for golf, and why, Josh? Why would a why would the live tour be good for golf? I don't know if it's is it or and or is it good for us? I think I think it's great, honestly. As the 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 thing that people say that makes it bad is people are worried about the the product. Whatever the product, I don't even know what the product is. The product, <laughs> I think the product is the consumer playing good ingesting golf. the I ingestion think. of the the cons- the golf. Because if right. there, if the if the live has forced Jay to come out of the coffers and, and use the money, we know we're not going to see less commercials. No, for well, sure. How the hell is this going to be possible? Are they just going to do playing through the entire? time <laughs> they, they, they might have to because i think Saturday actually in, through in jay's thing he's one of his the where i think he said something about where it's gonna be funded and part of it was from like sponsor something or another so that no 33 that screamed, yeah. that screamed to me more commercials to be honest yeah or yeah or more ads you're not gonna get less ads yeah so max homa even said it today so that's does that that doesn't make it better for Chris and I or you. So I think then, competition makes everything better. And so it's it's in weird golf now when there's only there's only dozen there's only like 15 people every single week that have a that are like people do you walk up to your your random casual golf fan who claims they're a golf person. They have a ping hat. They could probably you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like they like don't the know. There. I like the dig there. That was pretty good. No, they don't have. They don't know past <laughs> fifteen names on tour. And you give them, yeah. you give them Taylor Gooch. They don't fucking know who Taylor Gooch is. They might not even know who Max Homa. No, they won't know they Taylor Gooch. It's sad. Or Sam Burns for even. He's crushing it. So Liv has taken all the names that have that are at least polarizing and that people know about and that Dad knows who are. And this is going to be their formula, and it's going to work. Is it not going to work? This is going to work. And so then the PGA Tour is ruined, and they're dead. And the way the for, the way that they've done things for now a hundred years is over. They have to change. But we've we've encouraged them to do this forever. So maybe this is good for golf because it'll force change. And then down the line, our kids' version of the PGA Tour is going to be better inherently, or. 
they realize they can't fight this fight. And they, like you said, Josh, do a combo platter or the DP tour, the world tour, the Euro tour has struggled for years. They're not making any money. They should combine forces. They should do multiple events each week with different layers. Like here's the top tier event this week. It's going to be in London. At the same time, they got the Sanderson's farm in the shitty Missouri. They should just, they should just dump those tournaments. I don't understand. No, but then they let the, you know, 156 players play that and the 90 players play this. And then you have the, well, how do I get into that? That one has more money. And then it's like, at least it's an obvious progression of changing the stupid archaic archaic way that they're making us consume the John Deere and 3M. We don't need to consume that if there's an alternative tour and a different uh, course that has the best players. And then there's the JV version over here and the diehards and the people that snort golf can watch both or all or none or JV. And then you have options as a player too, that if I get exemptions here, I can go there. I can make more money there. You got to combine the forces, though. I think that's kind of the way it goes. And then that may even include combining forces with Liv if Liv is not going to go away. Do you, is this stupid, Josh? I don't. I don't think so. I, th- I think that's right. I th- if if it keeps growing and trending, which it, it's, it's by the way, to. it's it's been two events, so it's it's but trending. You, it, the, you were talking about this with but, me earlier. That it keeps growing and growing because they keep saying there's three more names. And then it's like, right. oh, this is the name. This is the name. And even Max Homa alluded to this on the No Laying Up pod is that he thought Rom was gone on the, the practice round that uh, uh, at the U.S. Open that he had with Phil. Phil's an Arizona State guy. Rom's yeah, an Arizona State guy. The rumors are flying, flying, flying. Max Homa is like, holy fuck, Rom is gone. They go. He gets off the practice round he goes to the twitter and he sees that rom has that scathing interview it's just bashing this whole thing and he's like oh well i the rumor was that he was leaving so they uh you were talking about josh that the media is actually fueling the frenzy and helping the live tour by talking about it almost all the time and they all and then uh mayo's guy was saying you almost want to treat the live like it doesn't matter go ahead and play live exactly. you're not suspended go ahead and play but, live if you want to play live for just money go ahead and play live like right live exactly. is not a real golf ter- uh tour so go ahead and play it if you want it's like right worse Don't than the asian tours that's it's my it's probably my of all the things going on with live it's the media thing is probably my favorite thing because if they wanted it to just go away they would literally just say nothing about it. Just let them. They can offer everybody billions of dollars and they'll go play and they'll play for a year and they'll have their just come out with a suspension, say you're dead forever. They'll play for a year and then those guys will be dead. But the 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 media, the media is so aligned with the PGA Tour that they cannot help themselves. But oh, yeah, that's complain and complain and complain. And so all they're doing is so they're there's a fire in front of them and they're saying, I want this fire to be out, but then they also have a bucket of gas right here. And they're, they're saying (laughs) they're throwing the gas on the fire and saying, go out. I want the fire to go out, but they're throwing gas on the fire instead of water. You know, if, if they truly wanted it to go, they being PJ tour and the media who media drives a lot of people's opinions, they literally just 
don't say a fucking word. Just let them do their thing. Let Brooks take his whatever budget, and it will just die at some point. The fire will just go out. Or they just were. There's they're gonna just go with a different venture to sport wash or to try to change their image. Right. Yeah. They're they're what is happening right now is exactly what Liv wants to happen. Yeah. Things are happening all the time. People are talking about everything. They they don't care what people are saying. They care that people are saying. That's yeah. it. They just want people to talk. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's their you know what's going to happen next weekend? They're going to have 200,000 people watching because oh, yeah. everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Easy. And go, I want to watch it. And then now, oh, Bryson's over there. Reed's playing. Oh, this is actually right. getting better and better. Just don't talk uh, about it if you don't want it, if you don't want it around. Why is Greg Norman doing this? He tried to. <laughs> Do something like this apparently in the nineties, and he wanted the stars to get paid more. And did you guys watch the thirty for thirty about Greg Norman? I didn't. No, I watched oh. a little bit of it. Oh yeah, I watched it. It was great. Uh, he was good, but he is fucking money hungry. Like everything he did was about money. He sacrificed so much to try to make himself look cool, and spent so much money. It's all about money for Greg Norman. But the dude is doing well. He has his shark brand. He's got wine or something. He's worth four hundred million himself. That's just crazy. Being himself. Will we find out later on that he isn't as legitimate? I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know any. I don't have no evidence for that. I don't, but anyway, I don't know anything about Greg Norman. Chris Greg Norman is rich as fuck, and he's <laughs> he's trying to do this to disrupt the PGA Tour because they stole his idea technically because he had the idea of paying the guys more that you just get the 48 guys that matter together. And they did that at, for the WGCs and they did no cut events and they paid everybody more. And it was, they stole his idea of the yeah. WGCs. So now he's angry and everyone's angry. Well, well, Phil, actually he's kind of in the same boat too, because he talked about the royalties of like all his videos. <laughs> he has no rights for and everything. And he was all pissed about that. He's like, Oh, all my moments I had PGA owns and everything. I don't own them. This was stuff he was talking about before. So he's like in the same boat as Greg Norman, I feel like, at this point. I just know that I don't want to see the Zurich every week because that's like the one event that I really don't watch. That's like my that's my vacation week for content. <laughs> but, I mean, like, that's that's the bad thing about this live thing is they're like, oh, we need teams over here. They don't have to see team events constantly. Like, right. I, I don't want to see team events constantly. Right. Okay. So they announced, was it this morning? When did they announce this stuff? That changes were coming. Basically, that uh, we've got new events that are going to be eight limited field, no cut events with $20 million purses for what is quote unquote the top 50 players. Do Darbo, do you care about that kind of a tournament where it's just 50 guys, no cut? I mean, why would what's what's and it's during NFL or what? Oh, why would they even think that this is something that the consumer would want? I mean, it's not about me, the consumer, by the way. Golf is golf. I don't think anything different of a no cut event versus a cut event. Like, okay. they're gonna only show the same amount of golfers. True. Like, you're only watching 16 golfers at most in a day. So, you're gonna can, can I mean, if. <laughs> Unless it's a 16-man field, you know, guess what? You're still seeing all the golfers you would normally do in a normal broadcast. So True. personally to me, 
I don't care. And I won't lie, playing DraftKings, I do way better on no-cut events anyways. So I kind of do too, actually. I'm being more excited about, um, you know, like seeing what my team is doing. Do you think DK will offer live? It, they have a partnership with the PGA Tour. Yeah, so see, I don't know. It would be surprising. I hope they do. They should. DK loves the rake, so they might. Well, they did they it should. for the Outlaw Tour. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do it for Live Tour? Well, it's 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 because so PJ Tour is obviously way against Live, and they have a partnership. So if that would be the reason, yeah. If if they did that, it would they would have to break off that partnership, and and God knows DraftKings needs whatever monetary situation what is if? going on between the two. DraftKings needs whatever that is, so. They should they should be keeping up with who's ever gonna give actually if they came up with a partnership with Liv and Liv just dumped a bunch of money into DraftKings. Yeah, that's not hard. Maybe that just takes it, you know? Whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, even without the partnership with the PJ Tour, it was still running events for the PJ Tour. So if they right. want to jump ship and like get enough money from Liv to be good for the next 10 years. I bet you DraftKings does it because I think they need the money. Yeah, if you've seen their stock prices, all you right, would, uh, you, would, right. you would know. <laughs> hmm. I bought stock in DraftKings like a, a bunch of different times, thinking it was the so did I. So did <laughs> dropping I. and dropping. Yeah, it's dumb as hell. Uh, it's going to be well, negative dollars at some point. I don't even know if that's possible, <laughs> but it might be. We've we've got a live event coming up next weekend. Hmm. That's crazy, Josh. We do a pod for that, you and me. I'm in. Yeah. Are we doing preview pods on that uh, Sweet Spot DFS channel? No, that's too much. Work. <laughs> you want to join Josh and I and just hang out and talk about it? We'll see. Um, it might not be a long pod because there's only 48 names, right? I'm in. Course breakdown. We, we start. We got to start doing this because uh, will will this kind of uh, tour offer betting too? Because we could become the first pod that does uh touting of live people i think you can already bet on it in on offshore places can't you perfect i don't know i don't that's a guess i thought i had saw something about that but. okay well we're an hour past uh the start of this thing so we're about to end what is the golf guys program for the week this is the live conversation chris chris ebaum Yep. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Plug thanks for having me. This was fun. Golf guys, you're a golf guy with ping hat. Where? Uh, yeah. What's your handicap? Do you have a handicap? Because that's always a question. I do not have a handicap, but I did play my best round on Saturday, though. Whoa! Hell yeah! What do you think my best round was? Seventy. Were you eighteen or nine? Uh, eighteen. Seventy-two. And you don't? You said you don't carry it. I mean, he's rocking a ping hat. He's got the my uh, the. <laughs> Lamar Jackson in the background. He's got to be. No, cool. no, wait a minute. That's not Lamar Jackson. That's Nick Foles, Arizona Wildcats jersey. Oh. <laughs> I'm an Arizona Wildcat, so that's what oh, that is. Won, won a Super Bowl for the Eagles, so it all correlates together. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's just Foles. You it's just the, me. You did the, uh, you be, didn't you beat us, the Vikings? Or who beat yeah. us? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fuck. I hate you guys. Every, everybody beats the Vikings. Everyone <laughs> beats It's not a big deal. Wait, so I, d- I haven't made my guess. So you don't carry an official handicap. So I do not. that, no offense, but that tells me that you don't oh, yeah, take golf as seriously as I don't carry one either. Like very serious <laughs> people. 
So I'm guessing your best round was 82. All right, in between both, 80. Damn. Oh, oh. so close. Wow, 80. we got to break 80. That's going to be your goal the rest We're of the so year. Close. I hit it and I had to take a drop on 18 and I ended up getting bogey. Oh, so I was close. I faltered. Oh, I had an approach shot from 130 and I hit it into like the woods and it was just terrible. Sorry, are you normally like a like a mid to high 80s player or are you shooting the 90s or how does that work? Depends on the course. I mean, if the course isn't crazy, crazy hard, I'll, I'll be like in the high 80s for the most part. But if real tough course, I'll probably be like high 90s. It all depends on where I'm playing at. Same. Yeah. I shot 89 today in a tournament. I had a 10. <laughs> we could talk oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, that was supposed to be talking about. 10? <laughs> we could talk about that later. <clears throat> no, did I have that for an hour at the end? I don't know. You, uh, did, you didn't really have like a break in your notes. So I don't oh. know. Why do you keep having tens? Uh, uh, bad golfer. <laughs> Actually, so the, the, course play. Played, the course I played today, it's like 6,200 from the tips. So it's insanely short, but it's trees and so much worse. Trees both sides. I hit, well, actually, I hit four drivers today. But I hit driver on two different holes, so think about how think about that math there, Chad. That means Pretty I had good. to retee a couple times. You were Jordan Spieth. Yeah, I, I hit another it into, ball. Give me another ball. Yeah, I hit, exactly. right I hit it into the woods twice on a par four. Uh, Chris, this is the end. Like I mentioned, it's over an hour, and once the hour ends, it's not really the end because have uh, you heard about what is the after show, Chris? It's a fun I actually time. have heard of the after show. Yes. Yes, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, so I I running running another beer because I have a couple of things pre-planned. I've uh, fantastic. <clears throat> I've written things down, Eric. So, so uh, do you have time? Let me let yeah, me sure, break. Let me let me break in here. I'm also doing a deployment for my job. So, what does that I'm, mean? Deployment. Yeah. So I I'm an IT guy. So I we're okay. I support a lot of our programs and we just made an update and deployed it to production. So I still have to test it and I'm just waiting for our developer to fix it. So I might go in and out, but I'm waiting and I didn't feel like doing nothing. So that's why I jumped on. So I might go in and out, but yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, right. Maybe Quagnus will show up because he's supposed to be done with his gig soon. Oh, he's that that's where he traveled for a gig. Oh no! Actually, maybe he was showing up, or he was going to Dave Matthews this week, wasn't he? I don't. I have no clue. You yeah, you did say something about DMB. Yeah, yeah Dave Matthews. 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 He's going to like a concert. Wow, we we drafted somebody that is seven feet tall with a seven four wingspan. This Walker Kessler guy. Great. That's what we need. Another tall guy. Tall guys are really good in the NBA these days. By the way. Can't wow, wow, wow. The Wendell, we got Wendell Moore and a second. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Either way, play the music. We're done with the program uh, and we're starting the this golf, part. guys. Chris can leave. <laughs> sure. I didn't have to. Wait, what are you doing? Are you kicking Chris out? Why? Did you I, think you Chad out. Chad out. I think you should kick Chad out and leave Chris. Oh man, I gotta go. I, I gotta run to the fridge real quick. It's not very far away, but um, this is the after show. The program is done. The scrolling along the bottom will show that the program is over. Enjoy the after show.
Chris, uh, tell us about your life and what you do with uh, your real. This is your real. It, it could be your full time job, but I assume it's not. What do you do with no, your real life? No, it's not my real time job, unfortunately. Uh, I have a boring auditor job, uh, you know, accountant. Math guy. Math guy, yeah. Uh, I do that. And, uh, you know, pretty boring stuff. Get away from it, doing the golf stuff for the most part. And, uh, yeah, I got three kids, two dogs. Jeez. Jeez. Yes. You got a lot going on. I just have a lot of things going kid. on. Just have my first kid. He's four months old as of like a couple of days ago. Oh, your first? You got you got three of them. That's pretty wild. We got yeah, three. Yeah, I dogs. got three of them. I'm done now. Yeah, that's what Chad says. Chad has three kids too. He also says he's done. Yeah, I cannot. It's impossible. Yeah, I can't either. Science. <laughs> <laughs> we like we like to give Chad shit a lot for because he. His life has been ruined by having three kids. So he's oh my life and my body. It's just terrible. My <laughs> yeah. back is killing me. Yeah, you're probably good shit, Chris. Are you uh Chris? Are you like are you a big soccer guy? Uh yeah, <laughs> most part. Because uh, you I got the like born. things in the background there. Yeah, you know, because I have uh, the Union USA and just nationalities: France, Germany, um, all that Armenia. So yeah, all that stuff there. So you know, I'm gonna eventually change it up a little bit because I don't do much soccer stuff anymore. I got to get more golf stuff here, but you know, that's just you know all Philadelphia sports. So Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, all that fun stuff. Who did who did the the I assume the Sixers drafted? Who did they get? They got some guys from some guy from Colorado State. They said he's like six five, power forward. That doesn't end well usually. So <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, you did, I don't you know need shorter guys that can fucking shoot. That's who you need on your team. David Rohde, 6'5", 252, Colorado State. So yikes. All right. Well. That was fun. There's no Tyrese Maxey this year, I guess. <laughs> what are What are your thoughts on uh, uh, Ben Simmons? Do you hate him? Oh yeah, he's scumbag. Yeah. Total scumbag. Yeah, absolute scumbag. Guys playing video games. He's faking mental illness. Like such a clown. It's unbelievable. And then and then he has the audacity of showing him going on vacation on a boat with his golden rod over there fishing. And he's like, he's like, oh man, I gotta go on vacation because I sat on my ass all day playing Fortnite or some bullshit, you know. So oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the wolves are all of those kind of names. First class citizen. He's fantastic. Do, do you like Embiid? Is Embiid? Yeah, of course player? I love Embiid. He's great. Fantastic. Great personality. He can hurt a lot. Kind of screwed here. I, I won't be shocked if he leaves to go to Miami, but uh, you know they just haven't done him right here. They they took he away Butler. Hurt a lot, doesn't he? Why does he get hurt so much? Big body man. He falls I a know. lot. I know. I know. Big body. He got he got elbowed in the face this year. That he couldn't control. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty. Dirty players out there, man. Just a bunch of haters. They can't guard him. He gets like thirty free throw attempts. You know. <laughs> Play better defense. I, I agree. Well, the Wolves, Wolves picked a Duke player named Wendell Moore. Oh, all right. I heard he's that. NBA name. ready. My brother's excited about it. My brother's yeah, big Wolves. I actually player. have heard of him. He was pretty good. Well, good. I wish okay. I could say so the same about the probably fuck him up and ruin his career. I'm sure. That's not how the Wolves operate. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about DraftKings because this is typically sort of a DraftKings show, or it used to be. Um, and I do some draft. DraftKings content, and you do some DraftKings content, mm-hmm. Chris, so maybe you could talk about the Millie Maker contest when it's a major. 
and I saw the tweet. There's a guy out there on Twitter called DFS Facts. I think his name okay. is. Okay. I don't really know. I just found him. I just discovered him. And I noticed this tweet, which I liked because I thought it was funny. DFS Facts has reported, he looked this up, that 15 out of the 248 total people who max entered the $15 U.S. Open Millie Maker made a profit. Only 6% oh, man, of those who maxed out. Yikes. How much, 15 times 150, math guys. How much is that? That is... You obviously aren't max entering. $2,250, I think. $2,200. So only 15 people who spent $2,225. I mean, Darbo, you're a low-stakes player kind of too like me because you know that this is not a good way to make money maybe? Or do you think it is? Because you could argue, I suppose, that eventually – one of these 15 or one of these 248, they could have, they could hit the nuts and that could be their make or break and they're made. It's, it's like the lottery, Chad. Yeah. That's what like I call it every time. It's if you're playing it as a lottery, you're not playing it to be profitable. Correct. Are, Darbo, are you playing it like the lottery? At the moment, yeah, because I'm not putting a lot of money into it. So it is like a lotto ticket for me. Um, I, and I randomize, like I create over a hundred lineups, and then I just randomize where they all go. So it's not, it is more of a a lotto ticket for me. Would you ever do fifteen dollars times one hundred and fifty lineups? When my bankroll gets up there, yeah, I would. Absolutely, because you, you yeah. think overall, at the end of the day, you're just like, I understand the expected value, and if you understand it, you might know that. There, this the 248 people probably none of them expected to make a profit, they were expecting to win a million dollars or zero, as they should, right? right. So, the six percent are like, Holy shit, I actually made a profit, and they're probably mad. They're like, Why didn't I make a mega profit? I don't know, Barbara. I got a question for you Do you do you ever just you never hand make lineups? You it's always computer generated, so. It's it's a little bit of both because like my optimizer is on Excel and I okay. can have it like create as many lineups as I want depending on what I what I create the macro to do. But I like this last week I went and just hit one lineup to create. If I liked it, I saved it. If I didn't, I just hit run optimize again because it just spits out unique ones for me. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I'm hand building it, but. It, it, it follows along all my bucket rules and stuff like that. Like I have conditionals that are built in there that I would want to build myself, but would be an eyesore if I did it like, you know, hand or whatever. Yeah. So it, it, it is hand building, but it's with the help of a computer, basically. The first process is the computer part. And then you look at it and you're like, I like it. I don't. I'm dumping it. That's pretty much what it is. So, yeah. Uh, let me just. I'll, I'll I'll pull it up and I'll show you. Um, just give me a, a couple minutes here. While you're doing that, um, you guys want to see my DraftKings team this week? Yeah. Let me actually, I could probably pull it up on my computer here. Is Hold it on. bad? Well, <laughs> I I I uh, I played a guy that uh, didn't tee off today. Well, that's <laughs> not fun. I want to talk about the fact that it uh, potentially could be gambling playing on DraftKings and. And DraftKings itself could actually be a casino. 
So you need to be careful mm. with gambling on DraftKings. This is a this is a point of the program where we could add that thing at the bottom where it was or this thing gamble responsibly if you have a problem call one hundred gambler because this I mean we mock and ridicule that people that look at this lineup. That's fucking true. You EVR. played EVR? EVR withdrew like three days ago, bro. He did. That <laughs> was like a week ago, man. He I did. <laughs> you are oh, an That is hilarious. This is why we All play right. for like zero dollars, Chris. So wait, Chad. So mm-hmm. you think you're going up against bots that, that are going to beat us no matter what? Is that what you think is going on in DraftKings? No. Oh, no. okay. No. Oh. I think that even the quote-unquote experts of the industry have zero fucking potential to win so Uh, you could know the most anybody in the history of knowing knowledge and you could do just as poorly as my grandma who knows zero and has no knowledge so that's the problem with it and it's not a it's proven in a lot of ways where Ownership is important because you have to fade the good names, the ones that everyone sees as playing well to win. Like that is fucking backwards. So, of course, you don't have to do that, but like you do. So, I'm just saying it's dangerous and it's a little bit, of course, like roulette and of course, like gambling. And you have to learn to love to play for a dollar and you have to learn to know that playing for 25 cents is enough. Don't have FOMO for the $15 millimaker. Do not max enter the millimaker. So, so anyway, I, if you guys don't know, I've, I've worked in the casino industry for 10, 10, 11 years. I worked for before I got into my profession. So I've worked in table games, slots, and I was in poker for most of my – I was a pit ball stealer. I did all that. I tell people every day, you put money in. If you don't get money back or something back, that's gambling. I don't care what it is. I had tons of poker players tell me, poker's not gambling. It's all the odds, this and that. I'm like, dude, you're putting your money in. I see a, lucky, a lot of lucky bastards win constantly on terrible flops and things like that. It's gambling. I don't care how smart you are, um, you know. The odds, you're like, well, it's 80%. Well, guess what? That 20% fucked you. You know, that's what happened. (laughs) So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're putting your money in. If you're willing to lose that money, I tell tell people all the time when you're gambling, you put money in. If you're okay with losing it, that's the amount you should play with. That's what it comes down to. Whether it's 25 cents, a dollar, 10, 20, doesn't matter. If you're willing to lose that money and not be pissed off about it to an extent where it ruins your fucking week and everything goes fucking wrong, that's what, that's the limit. Because you know what? It is gambling. As much as you know, as much as work that I put in, you put in, anybody else has put in, you got to be able to say, hey, I, you know, I lost it. You know, did I have fun? Did I enjoy myself? All those things. But uh, I don't care. People say all the time things aren't gambling. Guess what? It's fucking gambling. Uh, You put your money in. You're not guaranteed getting something back. And I've you have to program yourself that you'll run out of money if you do it with for too much money for $15 or whatever, you'll run out of money. <clears throat> you won't get it right. You, you probably won't get it right. And if you do get it right, it's um, probably lucky that you did. You will end up if you spend too much money, hating playing PGA DFS. I see these tilt tweets all the time and people constantly talking about how they can't predict golf and it's so frustrating and it's like they mock it almost and i like them and it's funny to me i could show you a couple from today alone where people are trying to like i should quit golf betting and 
you know, tw- tour junkie said something about it. It's just because it's a joke because it's really insane. Where like I have the house on Brendan Todd and he starts bogey bogey and I'm like not even awake and the fucking shit's already missed, over. Missed two, missed two three putts. Three, yeah, three, so it's putts. like okay, so this is easily predictable, right? So like, yeah. why am I even putting myself out there, Darbo? Why would someone do that to themselves to just ultimately? make themselves feel like an idiot. I was on preferred lines this week, back on the preferred lines where I used to tout names and touting. I realized it's very stupid, especially in golf. P- predicting athlete and performance is impossible. Is it not? Darbo, you do it. Try to do it every week. You try to pick the perfect lineup. Like, you know, it's a needle in the haystack. And that's why you only play for 10 cents. You can play for 10 cents and it's just as, yeah, you don't don't have the FOMO for the fifteen dollars, right? Because you're not going to win a million dollars. Well, I mean, I think just doing it for fifteen dollars is is fine. Doing it for if you're if you have two hundred dollars in your DraftKings account and you just unload all two hundred dollars into the that Millie Maker, probably not a good choice. Like maybe do two, and then you know two Millie Makers just just to satisfy your FOMO. But then from, from there, just play your, your normal game (laughs) and and then just see where it goes. In my opinion, kind of like what, what Chris said, I, I agree. I almost think anything you do put money in that you're not getting money back is gambling. Um, But I think that you have no control of, like you you don't don't have have control of anything that the golfer does. I kind of still view it as like a, kind of an investment because like I have a process, I have a system. I, I stick to my process. Okay. I stick to my system and I continue to do it. Don't get me wrong. It's not a foolproof plan, mm-hmm. but if I was just to go like close my eyes and just start, you know, picking players and I create, you know, the, the guys that do one lineup and put them in, you know, like 20 different contests. I think that's crazy to me. That's gambling. Like, I, I just don't feel like that's a, uh, a smart way to invest your money, but there's still a lot of risk and chance. And you're right. It is like a needle in a haystack. So now I've talked I mean, shit about one line of guys for forever. Bagels is the one line of guy. I've been talking about bagels for years about how, why are you doing one line? I think that's insane. Like when you guys were giving me shit about the tournament of champions, like, wait a minute. Why didn't you put that lineup in the the drive the no. green? You could have won twenty five thousand dollars. I was like, yeah. Well, I, I never paid. would have. See, that's the thing. And then you don't have fear of missing. You know, you're not missing out on a million dollars. Like this. So I've done the same shit over and over forever. And then this year, I'm trying to do other things because I don't want to do those things. And all you do is realize that it's going to take a shitload of money to try to put yourself in a position to win a lot more money. So if you're willing to just continue to funnel dollars waiting for that one time, but then you win that one time, are you drew Matthews? And then are you going to quit DraftKings? Probably not. No, you're, you're probably up in your stakes and you're going all in on the next round and then you're going to lose it all. And it's going to go back down. We're really, it's sad and nobody knows anything about predicting golf and, the real truth is, is that there's no one watching this show. There's no one watching other predicting shows like the old, or no, no, there people want answers though. Chris, yeah. you do content. They yeah. want to be told who to play. Do they not? Like, 
Yeah, they do. To some extent, they do. I think what Much I more so is- than they want to watch a show about us idiots talking about golf. They would rather watch the degenerate 75 tell them something that they think that they don't know. So so there's content Why, out degen- there. You know, degenerate 75 has a million freaking views already. Yeah, he's doing really great. I mean, he has he has a nice niche on the, the showdown stuff, which is awesome. And I mean, his thing is, which I really like, he kind of goes through the process and has you make the decision. It's kind of brilliant at the same time. Mm-hmm. But um, like with my stuff, I, I give like pretty much like my salary tier, who I like. I use it to like kind of help you build your lineup. So like if you need a guy in a certain spot, like, hey, maybe you should play this guy and stuff. But you brought up the point being a tout. I kind of disagree with that because I feel mm-hmm. like a tout personally, in my opinion, is someone that charges money for a play. So oh, like – okay. I think a tout is more of a guy like, uh, you know, uh, being the bookie, you know, a guy that you pay money for, like for like whatever, for his PGA plays or whatever. Like that's a tout because like they're making money off like you're paying for his plays. Like my content's free. It doesn't cost anything. I would love you to click a bullshit link of mine to like kind of make me two cents or something on something that I'm never going to see. But, you know, it. I'm, I think a tout really at the end of the day, someone that you have to pay the picks for. Like I – do work. I do a lot of work, but it's all there for free. So take it for what it is. I appreciate you watching it, looking at it, whatever. Um, still tinkering things, but uh, I don't sell my place. So I don't really feel like that's like a, a tout kind of thing. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. And I get called a tout all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yes. unfollow me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, sorry, you lost. Sorry, uh, guy. But. Does a review pod of the week that you had or even a strategy pod or anything like general that those things for me on my sites and my content to get way less views than if I were to claim to have the The answers. Derek, if you had a clickbait video that said emergency pod, I know everything. (laughs) Don't not watch this or you're a fucking idiot. Like that is going to clearly go. It's going to attract more views, but that Josh and I have talked about the bottle rocket syndrome of like, holy fuck, who's this guy? And then it just dies at a certain point because you, because you overpromise and under deliver. And if you are a person that's saying, I have the answers and you don't provide them or what's even worse as we've seen in the industry is you provide the answers. Then Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, Saturday comes and you make fun of the fact that you suck and you tweet out, well, we're, we're lucky that this is all, you know, like you just start double downing on like, well, I'm not really an expert. And then, after how many weeks, Josh, does it take before that the the allure is gone You're and the, the, the curtain is unveiled and the guy doesn't know shit just like you and me? You're muted, sir. He's muted a little bit. I'm back. Yeah, I'm just, just in just in golf, um, it. You can you can do it a little differently in sports like NFL, NBA, because stats are a little more they make a little more sense. But in golf, it's all mostly random. So you can dive into all the strokes gain stats you want. You can dive into whatever other stats you want. At the end of the day, when the tournament finishes, 
a lot most of it's random so whoever's coming out there saying i have the best picks i have the best answers i have the best optimizers whatever they want to say they don't and they they can say that right away and people will tune in and say "Ooh, he might Ooh, he gave me a sweet dude at sixty six hundred dollars that made me that made me 40 bucks this week Mm -hmm. as time goes on they will find out that as uh, stuff I put out, that Chad puts out, Eric puts out, Chris puts out, anybody puts out, as time goes on, we learn that a lot of the things that happen in golf is just random. You can't get answers from people. You can get good information to help you pick people, but you will never get the answer key to golf. You can get the you can for the most part get the answer key to NFL, NBA, all the other sports because those are they're easy they're more easily figured out by stats. Golf will never be figured out by stats. So, and and this is not by the way like I put time into the statistics stuff I do. Eric puts in a whole bunch of time. Chris, I know you put a whole bunch of time. Chad, you do fucking nothing. But we we put in we put in a whole bunch of time to to help people. A little bit, and little it, bit, right? And it's help it's helpful, but it's only helpful to a to a point where there's a point where it's like you have the right the right and good information, and then you're just hoping on luck after that. But then it makes it frustrating if you put all the time and effort into it, and you realize that all you're doing is guessing at a random game. So it's kind of like, oh, we're trying to guess numbers on the roulette board, which you see the guy at the casino with a notebook <laughs> writing shit down for roulette, and you're laughing your ass off at him, and that's us. Like, that might be the pie gal guy or something. You've seen like this guy at the roulette table as a casino guy. Um, the, here, uh, last night, I consumed both Degenerate 75 and bagels. Now, I got done with the bedtime routine. I went out to the porch. I pulled out the iPad, and I decided to go on YouTube I didn't have anything pre-recorded. I've I've watched a couple of Netflix episodes. I watched the thing on the Price is Right on Netflix, and that was Price hilarious. is Right. Wait, what is that? Wait, whoa, whoa. I don't. I actually don't care what you're gonna say after this. Yeah, that's one about Price is Right thing, dude. Okay, so some <laughs> savant, uh, photographic memory guy, clearly <laughs> studied every single Price is Right episode from all, of all time and made a database of every single price of everything. And then he tried to get on the show. And so he goes on the show. I don't want to spoiler alert it for you, but it is no, no, no. fascinating. Let it rip. Let it rip. Oh, no. You don't, you're never going to watch it? I, well, I might. It, but okay. Well, if you are, care. fast forward 30 seconds. But here's the story is that this guy, he goes on the show 37 times or whatever. And he find, I mean, he is. he The first couple of times, he's yelling out every single right answer to the, to the dollar. And it's like, what the fuck? You know, like Bob, Bob is even loving it. Bob's like, what the hell? How do you know all this? Like you're a super fan. And so he leans into the super fan. He's excited about this, but either way, the dude helps someone ultimately at the end, get the exact price of the showcase of a showcase, which has never happened or it happened one other time. It's like, everyone is confused. And Drew Carey is the host at this point. And they're like, how the hell? And then, uh, it's because our guy Edward or Eduardo, I don't even remember his name. Eduardo. Because he's like doing the math and he's like a savant. <laughs> so anyway, it was great. It's an hour long. I just suggest it. All right. The point is, is that I didn't have anything to watch last night. I, I, I'm like, no. <clears throat> I'm a consumer of content. Josh knows this. We talked about. You this. are. You love we, content. Yeah. We. I drive around and show houses. So in between the 15 minutes every day, you know, like between each house, I've got 
something to think about other than the people following or if your client or if your client just shows up late you get an extra couple minutes correct and then i just can listen to no laying up and it doesn't i don't think like where the hell are they so i lost it i listened to a lot of content and i watched these people last night i never once no i did start with the generous 75 and i i like felt fomo for what he was saying i felt like i can't leave this podcast because at some point he may say something i need to know like i mm-hmm. i don't know why i felt this feeling but i go to bagels i mean i i break i break away from degenerate i rip i'm like geez what has happened to me i just the trance i just the trance it's a degenerate 75 <laughs> i remove myself from degenerate 75 trance he puts on a good show he puts on a good I, show he's, he's like talking about things he's yes, like uh, do- talk so donkey I, I said something about mito today that kind of went up in an uproar i call him a chalk donkey <laughs> and i didn't watch his ones i usually watch the showdown one because i like doing showdown and i want to see if i can see something with that but i didn't realize i was taking a huge dig at him because i guess he took all mito i guess supposedly so he's like <laughs> that was like, oh yeah, go get them. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, man. Okay, but <laughs> I switch over to bagels. I begin watching bagels. I never once have that feeling in my stomach that I can't turn, you know, like I don't have that same vibe. And you see it in the viewership. And I don't want to rack on bagels, but bagels used to have that magic on Wednesday nights where we all couldn't turn away. We're Something's going to happen in this chat that we are going to laugh about and we're going to want to be part of. Or Cecil's going to say something. It's going to trigger him and he's going to do this reaction and it'll happen at random times. And he's got these random takes and it's insane and it's exciting and it's different or whatever. And I had those feelings with the bagel show two or three years. Josh, am I out of line for saying this stuff? I I think it happens. I I did. And by the way, Generate 75 is very new to providing contact content to people i think this happens with everybody there's a a trajectory that goes up that everybody says "Ooh, this guy has some information that maybe i haven't heard before or maybe he presents it in a different presents in a different way or interacts with the audience different all whatever it is people say "Ooh, this is really cool so skyrocket a little bit and there gets to be a point where like i said you listen to it or watch it for a certain amount of time, and then you realize it's the same thing that everybody else does. They're giving you some type of information, whether it's stats, whether it's inside information from wherever, whether it's showed on, whether whatever it is, they're giving you something, and then you you use that, and then you start to realize it's about as random as everything else you've ever listened to. So, Darbo, so, should, should we be doing this more should we be hyping ourselves up and f- selling a fomo Chad, feeling it, no, it's kind of like the live tour <laughs> where should we pretend that we're about to go or do something that just brings drama views because i mean the podcasts we've done that have gotten the most views are the ruby one the one about with jeff where he was on and it was a controversial with cecil those are literally the the they're drivers of views versus we're just losers hanging out talking. And it's like, that. Eh, I don't, I mean, I might have time for that if I have time for that, but you don't get those feelings. Could we, could we take that and use that ourselves on our own channels? Darbo? Yeah. I mean, if you want to be an entertainer, then <clears throat> you should entertain. 
and do things that will entertain. But we all would have to be characters. And I'm kind of a we... character, right? You are a character. <laughs> yes, you are you are quite a character, Chad. Martin's even was talking about how he's he's had to handle me for all these years. <laughs> I wish I wish Martin's was here for that. That would be great. So you talked about I never watched Bagel's stuff before. So I never I never watched any of his content and stuff, but you said he's been doing it for a while, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was about I mean, he's probably in the third he's or fourth. He's like three season. or four years in. Yeah. Three, four years. So so I I think I can kind of relate to this for the most part. Like I've done podcast shows and my own show for some time. The grind of doing it that long gets kind of tiring. And yeah, yeah. Uh, even as, as energetic as you are, you know, like Brian, you talk about Brian, who's like really entertaining, funny dude. You want to have a beer with him. Like, you know, he draws in a lot of people. Uh, the Generator 75, brand new, fun he has his own little niche, which makes it even more exciting on top of that, because not a lot of people touch up on that. But uh, after you do it for a while, it's it, it gets tiring, man. You know, you, you mm-hmm. do it for a while and you're just like you, you need a break at some point a little bit. That's why I started getting into writing a little bit, because I wasn't seeing the production as much with the pot, with the actual videos. Like I would have people on like I had Jason Sobel on and and John the Coachman and stuff like I would bring in like decent guys. But at the end of the day, when I see my views, I was like. I got to try something different because I was like, oh, writing will get me into a different spot and things like that. And yep. it kind of did to some extent for me because I got some like interviews and stuff like that with some spots. But it's just I don't know. I think it's good to like mix it up enough just so that you like enjoy it yourself. Because at the end of the day, like you're doing the work, you got to like it. If you don't like it, then what's the point? Because like you're not going to make money quick on it. But no. the, the consumer wants to be sold FOMO. Yes, correct. Like I really truly think that the consumers of the content, like myself, like I had to watch Degenerate 75. I don't know what happened to my brain, but it just made me want to do that because this dude is promising stuff or I'm fearing not knowing things that he's about to say. If you don't, and I, I, I don't want to do this, but obviously this is the better way to do it. Like you'll get mocked and ridiculed by the people like us who know that you're fucking like over-promising and under-delivering. There's no way you can predict athlete performance. But if you're, like Eric Darbo said, if you're a promoter of this whole stuff, then maybe you need to go out of your way and build the hype for whatever you're selling. If it's revealing answers for that night or secrets for that week or some sort of, like I do, ownership projection show and people do not know what the ownership is going to be, then that is, I'm able to FOMO them. I think if you're polarizing... I think that's where most people okay. tune in. So if how can we be polarizing? Should I go talk shit to someone real quick? Like be a be a live back person. Just mm-hmm. just you know, you and Martins already have like the the groundwork. He absolutely hates live or even Josh. Josh right. can you know and 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 just to watch Eric melt down while you guys talk <laughs> about live is what people would want to come and watch. It's true, yeah. Like or or the truth the truth is, is that there might not be PGA DFS content that produces this that's necessary that makes people have FOMO other than selling answers. Like that's the only way in this type of like, what can we do? Where you can to, be what, what can we do to make people watch this? You know what I mean? Like you we can can't be polarizing that way. Like that's like we're gonna we're gonna bring on drama. We're gonna bring on a guy that hates some other guy, and we're gonna make him sit next to each other, and everyone's gonna be like, "Holy shit, what could happen?" 
So there's there's another thing that you could do though. You could be like, you know, if this was a Tuesday show, you could be like, you know, Cantlay is my guy. Like Cantlay is gonna take it down, and then Josh could be like, oh man, he's he kind of sucks, like whatever. And I could just like, you know, he's my guy. I'm gonna defend him till you know my my yeah, my face turns purple, shit like that. That would be entertaining because it's like I'm so you know, emotional or, or whatever you want to call it. Like, instead of just being like, yeah, can't like could probably miss the cut. You know, that, that sounds like <laughs> super, super, super boring. Like we all know that. Right. So, but <laughs> yeah, if, if someone is being you. polarizing, if we're all polarizing and just providing our own, you know, I'm just gonna keep saying it character towards mm-hmm. that. You know, I could, I could sit here and be the smart ass know it all my this entire podcast and just say I know whatever. Nick Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like a, and then be a character. Yeah. Martins can drag down the live golf or whatever, and Josh can just call him an idiot or whatever. Like that's yeah, why you we like should Nagels. Do that. Yeah, we should but, lean into what we are more. Yeah, that's that's why you like Nagels. Nagels likes to call out his, you know, his yeah, it's audience for being like, idiots. Like he yeah. he name calls people, and that's like Whoa, what the fuck is that? Like, I w- I'm not gonna call some great yeah, things. Yeah, so then we need to lean into judging others because that was what I thought. Yeah, maybe hurting people's feelings. Yeah, my heart <laughs> stopped. Okay, hurt some get, feelings, everybody. <laughs> I get a little bit sweaty hearing Joe Idoni on the preferred lines be like, This part is brought to you by Fantasy Golf Pod. And then he'll be like, uh, they're doing their own thing over there. I'm like, oh god, what's he gonna say about us? You know, I'm like, uh, hey, but honestly though, you're talking about the whole FOMO thing. Me- you're talking about the FOMO thing anyway. It's like that thing you see on Twitter all the time with like the parlay guy, and he's like, I hit this like 20 team parlay, and then like, and then everyone's like, I gotta join this Discord. Look, he won like 20 grand, but then he probably right. lost like 60 grand on like the other ones you didn't see. Like, it's just that's I think that's the most deceiving thing ever because people think on twitter that like parlays are easy to hit and like Mm -hmm. bets are easy to hit like winning one bet like is hard enough to hit let alone hitting like 12 in a row like that's absurd and then the meanwhile he's like oh look at this i hit this and then he like puts a signature on it like go fuck yourself like like that like you probably blew probably 100k worth probably like you got lucky one time you know and it's like people think you could win these parlays and just like live off parlays it's just absurd yeah yeah. no we talked uh, about North Forker, coach. Oh, sure we can. No, that's right. Okay, yeah. So we could yeah, talk we about people. That. We could talk about people, and then they think, "Well, shit, I gotta, I gotta listen to this whole thing in case they talk about me." Because if my heart is racing over an ad read that I'm that's not true. sure what he's gonna ad lib about our <laughs> podcast, he's gonna talk about how like I've got, I've got, I'm in bed with Cecil now, and he's confused by that. So then. I'm like, oh God. So if we just go randomly have these conversations and I mentioned Degenerate 75 and I judge his shit and I openly talk about my opinions of this stuff, that actually could be a way to bring people in and fear of missing out that they're going to say something about me. What are you going to say about North Forker right now that maybe North Forker, someone listening is going to tell North Forker or they're going to be like, oh my God, they're talking about me. That's just crazy. What do they say about me? I need to download, and then we just get all that fucking download. You got a lot of guys. It's all part of like the circle, you know. Yeah, it's like, just they're just like they all attack each other. One hundred seventy-five about us. I gotta tune in. 
Yeah. And then like they'll retweet it. And then that's just, you know, you just start in the stream, man. What were you, but what was the North Forker comment though? Were you going to say something? Well, it's just, if you say anything negative about them, you're going to get blocked on Twitter. Right. So I got, I got yeah. the block this week. I'm very sad about that. You got it's blocked? Dumb. I did. It's like impressive. Here, here's my little thing. He's overly sensitive. Like, oh, yeah. It's a oh, blocking bitch. people is a mistake. It's a bitch move. 100%. It's a bitch move. No, but it's a mistake on your growth because you want them to be – you want people to be like, why are these people hate North Forker? Who's North Forker? I've never heard of North Forker. I'm going to go look at North Forker. You have to lean into this stuff and not block people. Blocking people is a – it's going to stop you from growing, I think. It's, yeah. You want to tell me to take down a tweet because he didn't want to burn <laughs> any of his contacts on the PGA Tour. <laughs> Shut up. No, it's true. It was like, I asked him how much he put down. Like, how much did you put down on a bet or something like that? And he goes, will you please take that down? Because I don't want anyone on the, the PGA Tour to have like a whatever. I I, I don't want to be in bad favor from the PGA Tour. But then he has everything betting all the time. So like, if you go on this whole thing, he's like betting like all the things. So like. I mean, it's already a track record. So who cares how much he right. bats? It's already there. To think it's there, they could be for two cents. It doesn't even matter if it just shows a track. And they're like, "Oh man, this guy on his Twitter just does gambling all the time." It's already there. It's done. So you might as well just whatever at this point. You can't turn it back. You can't delete it. It's all there. Right. You know. I think I'm gonna put a bow on the conversation by saying that ultimately, as a person who has tried to do this for the last few years and has I'm I'm a successful entrepreneur. I'm not gonna lie. I started a valet company and was sold and it did well. I'm a I'm a decent realtor. Josh could attest to that potentially. And bought I, and bought and sold. So like I know oh, there you I'm go. trying, I'm trying and I've studied the industry and I know the the little niche that is PGA DFS on Twitter is fucking tiny. So like ultimately you're not going to get a million views. Like you're, you have to maybe lower your expectations overall as a kind of, I'm just saying this to myself. His cat's staring right at him. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm guilty myself of having unrealistic expectations for the viewership or the reach for my content. And that is bad news bears. And it makes, Mm -hmm. it takes the fun out of it. And if you, want more eyeballs or views or downloads you got to produce more fomo that is the truth of the matter and i've explained why that works maybe also do a sport that has more fucking people interested in it than golf like football yeah football that is a true statement like you you are in a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche. I mean, Martins and I talked about that's why we moved to golf guys on Thursdays because it's already a niche in itself but at least we're not a niche that is 24 hours and then the niche is over so darbo have you thought about that and your line of work where you're trying to get 24 hours worth of views and then you're done for that week so i'm never i the buckets themselves give answers like i'm not giving you player names but i'm giving you a bucket of maybe 10 players to choose from that you are going to want to you're going to want to own one of them in your lineup so in a way, I am giving you answers. It's just you need to figure out what those answers are. Like I'm trying to narrow it down even more than what other people are doing. So it- no, no, yeah. So I want to I want to summarize what you do real quick because like it is true that 
you are making lineups. Like you're making lineups, dude. I kind of, when I first met you, I didn't really grasp what you were doing with these buckets, but you're not. And also, I didn't know how to really explain it that well. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. But you're ultimately like what you, you're right in the way that you construct a lineup. It's, it's typically got to have a 10K name in it or whatever the hell. Most of the time. Yeah, depending on the certain, but the generalities of what you talk about is not about, it is true where I create lineups that have no fucking chance. And you would say to me, I'm sorry, Chad, you will get very lucky and maybe win. And that will just be 100% luck. But if you don't start with a 10K and pair it with 6K, you're never winning a GPP in a major or a giant tournament. You're just not going to do it. You have to do these things. But this is generalities. That's kind of what you've, you've proven. And I at first was like, this dude's a mad scientist in the laboratory and something's wrong with him. Go for that. Go for it, buddy. But you know me. That's that's my – I take things at face value and I don't really care about stats. And, and so I'm like laughing and maybe mocking you jokingly. But now right. after years of looking at it and realizing like, oh, my God, this dude's been – he's on you're, – you're not on something. You're on to something actually. Well, and, and I think one of the, the biggest um, – for me and, and, and other people listening, I can tell you, hey, never – ever ever for this tournament own a golfer who top 20 in an event like not a golfer but say three or more golfers who top 20 the week before and right. you know this someone is so might, weird but it's like you know this right and then when i review it afterwards it's like yep the buckets hit you know like i i have 36 total buckets and i know that sounds like a lot but when i go through everything and i'm looking at top 10s i'm looking at optimal lineups 34 out of 36 buckets hit on average every single week. So it's like when I tell you, you want to play a guy who missed the cut last week. I don't care who you choose. You you want to put one of your six. You're saying you're building a lineup and it has a package. Right. So, and everything is lead in stats. That's the thing that bothers the hell out of me when it comes to all of this analytical stuff. Like, Hey, uh, the the course stats or the what is it? Course fit. The course fit stats. They're capturing stats that happen at the event during that year and mm-hmm. going, "Hey, a bunch of off the tee guys did really well here. What were their lead-in stats? What were their lead-in stats heading into that tournament?" Like, you're capturing what happened at that tournament. Guess what? Josh knows this. Any competitive golfer knows this. It doesn't really matter how you get the ball in the hole. It matters how least amount of times you do it. So <laughs> oh, I know that. I didn't do that very well today, by the way. <laughs> so it, it could be a, a Ches Reevy obviously can can do well at this golf course. He's done it in the past. It's a short golf course. Like I get it. But he can also do well at a 7,400 yard uh, golf course. I also kind of say that in in my buckets too. It's like you want a negative off the tee guy. You're going to want to own one in your lineup this week. When everyone else goes off the tee stats matter, you want to put six bombers in your lineup or you're going to want to put bombers in your lineup. It's like, okay, now you're getting way too narrow. You're you're setting yourself up for, for failure because nobody like really understands how to win a GPP. Chances are you're going to need at least six golfers in the top 20, if not the top 10. So why are you not creating lineups that are like that? Why are you not analyzing 
every single week that happens and noticing the Brant Snedekers who show up out of nowhere, who can't hit the ball further than 250 yards off the tee. How do they contend at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey at 7,600 yards? Yeah, when everyone says they won't. there's always one guy that finishes inside the top 10 who has an average driving distance of like 270 yards. How does that happen? It's insane. So, yes, cash games, a lot of those things work. Pepper the 8K range if you want to win cash games. Okay, okay. So here's the truth. I do the narratives every week, uh, 20 lineups, 20 narratives. You need to come on with me next week, and we need to do them live together or whatever. We can start kind of creating them. You can tell me you're you're never going to win a GPV making it that way. <laughs> Why would you even do a lineup that way? Because <laughs> next week marks – the one-year anniversary of me starting this, and now I have, boys and girls, the John Deere classic narratives from last year that Ooh. I can take from and say these ones were better than these ones. So I've been That's waiting awesome. for this moment. So if you want to come on with me, maybe we can do a narrative lineup or a winning GPP. You're making lineups that are just dead weight or whatever they call them, uh, dead on arrival. So that'd be a good content podcast. Potentially. I'm literally Almost. right here. All the like almost 24 seven. If I'm not working my job, I'm, I'm obviously here putting stats together and podcasting. So yeah, Chad, text, send me a message. Let's do it. I don't know if I'll have time, (laughs) (laughs) but it sounds cool. You got three kids and a dog. You don't have any time to do anything. A dog that eats socks. It's still in the freaking belly. Yeah. How did that go? That sock out or what? Yeah. What's the update on the sock? (laughs) No, the dog's dog's dog watch. Now the, Little ball has gotten smaller. That's good. Uh, today on a walk, I'm not gonna lie. Like I thought it was the moment. I've taken a couple pictures and sent it to my brothers. Like he's taking f- or she's taking forever. This could be the moment. <laughs> like it's like. So this is what I, this is what I imagine. I think I think the dog's eventually gonna try to take a poop. It's gonna come out, and you're gonna be out on this lawn or whatever, <laughs> and you're gonna pull this sock right out of this dog's ass, and it's gonna be quite the story for the next week's episode. And it'll be it'll be funny. It'll be good content. And it'll be like, wow, this is the guy that pulls the sock out of the dog's ass. Look at that. Hey, he picked the seven K guy too, so that's kind of cool. No one wants the seven K name. I can't I oh, can't wait uh, to hear about how this sock thing ends up. Dude, you guys, my son, he's a, we almost had to go to the doctor for stitches yesterday. Did he eat, did he eat a sock too? No, he freaking <laughs> smashed his head. Here's a oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Look at him. Uh, yeah, that's that was a story. pretty good wound. It had like, like one little spot that I thought, you know, <laughs> that, you know, could have maybe used a stitch. We went, I went to Target, grabbed some butterfly band-aids, and then we, we, we fixed them up, but... Uh, he's just in, he, you know, can't, he has no control over his body. <laughs> he's like, I'm the same it. way. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but anyway, we're two hours into this thing. Uh, we've kind of covered a lot of the topics we wanted to cover. It was a podcast about live golf. It was a podcast about some strategy stuff, some content FOMO stuff that I thought was important to talk about. Um, Josh, do you want to talk about anything else? Are you good? Or do you want to talk about how your grandpa was a clown at one point? Because that's a story I've been trying to get to. We can talk about that another time. Okay. (laughs) Grandpa. Chris, Josh's... He was my my grandpa. Grandpa was a real clown. Wait, was he a rodeo clown? Or was he like a kid party clown? He was... So there's a... It's called the (laughs) Shrine Circus here. So there's like a big circus in Minnesota. (laughs) He He was in the Shrine Circus. 
Yeah, get ready for the name. Tell oh, so that's a rodeo clown. Okay, so what do we got? Yeah, that's, that's probably what it would be called. <laughs> is that his name was Doobie? <laughs> and this is like this is like way back in the day where like yeah, yeah you can't be called Doobie anymore. No, you can't. But so oh, but Doobie was like yeah, Doobie was, Brothers. So it's it's pretty genius. So Doobie, if you think about Doobie, you're thinking about like smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. But his like color scheme was in like the form of a B. So the kids are like, ooh, like black and yellow. He's a B. So the kids are like, oh, cute. He's like a B. And the older <laughs> people are like, we know what Doobie stands for. So a pretty fucking genius, to be honest with you. But he was paid, he's paid to do this. Yeah, for sure. I mean the 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 circus that he was in is like it's like one of the more popular circuses. Oh, there you go. Real clown. That's professional clown. clown. No wonder you're the way that you are, Josh. (laughs) Am am I a clown? For getting tens on the golf course, yes, you're a clown, Josh. Three three tournaments in a row, Eric. Crazy. Isn't it kind of crazy? Actually, tens a lot. So the last the ten I got in the last tournament wasn't actually a ten, but oh, it a was apply- of, a penalty was applied to his little bit of controversy <laughs> over when I teed off. It, they gave me a two stroke penalty, said I showed up late to my tee time. Yeah, why were I, you late? I would have argued that if I was in contention, I would have argued that till I was dead. So I actually I actually you? got an eight, and they put a two stroke penalty on. Doesn't so matter. Was, doesn't matter, Chad. You could be one minute late, and you're going to get that penalty. Well, but how are you? I fuck? was. How are you? Well, even actually, late? I, I was not late. I was standing there, right next to the little table, ready to so hit my steal? ball, and the lady was somewhere else. And then she came over to me and said, "Oh, are you ready to check in?" And I said, "Yeah, I've been standing here basically." So she said, "Okay, go ahead and tee off." And then I played all 18 holes. And finished, and uh, an official comes over to me after we're done and goes, "Yeah, I was just informed that uh, that you showed up late to your tea time." I'm like, what? No, I, I was standing right there, right oh, next so to the table. At that point, you just laugh. You're like, "Apply the penalty." I, I yeah, I had, I had already. I mean, That's I, I anyway. tripled it doesn't matter. Yeah. Apply. I tripled it. the first hole. Miss. <laughs> Actually, you, you know what? I fucking grinded my ass off, dude. Yeah, but I you was... tripled because you were distracted by the dumb lady who fucked you up. Maybe, yeah. No, I was I was a little rushed on the first tee because I, I did. Did you get trunk there slam? Did you I even putt? You didn't What's do any that? warm up. No, no, I was there the whole time. I was there an hour and a half early. Why didn't you check Gosh. in an hour and a half earlier? I was there. I this is what I'm saying. I was right there. So it's the there's the putting that green. Makes no sense. Putting green here. I don't believe you. Cart path here. Tea box here. So I was just standing on the putting green waiting for my tea time. Where's your caddy? He was right next to me. Oh, did you have? Did you actually have a caddy? Yeah, yeah. I, I always have a caddy. That's your caddy's fault, I think. Yeah, tell your caddy. No, to that, get it together. No, he he would have. He shows up late to everything. Was he better than me? <laughs> I don't. Everybody does. Everybody just puts their bag on the back or pushes the cart and just. I don't, I don't need I don't need help. It looks like I've never had a caddy. Like, what am I doing here? You've never had a caddy? It's never kind of fun. It's fun. Chad caddied for me once. You should do it again, Chad, actually. I know. It was next fun. next year. Well, you should come on again. It was fun because it was like hilariously hard. I was like, oh my God. To be a caddy? 
Yeah. It's not my, da- my dad caddied for me today. And he, uh, so usually like when you come with me or a couple other buddies that come with me, like I'll just, I'll do basically everything myself other than like carry the bag. Basically my dad's <laughs> out there today. He's like talking to the other guys. Like you want to pin out, pin in. He's taking my clubs and washing my clubs as they're oh, going on. I'm like, oh my right God, there. what's going on here? I was, I was like picking clubs out of my bag and putting them back in. Like when I went to put a club back in my bag, he would physically just take the club out of my hands and say, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then he would put it back. In the bag. Shut up. <laughs> it was, it was what, did, what did Chad do when he was scouting for you? Did he give me like, hey, this you know, is 150, hit it with Chris, like. Uh... <laughs> Chris, dude. Chad, so Chad caddied for me for this thing. He <laughs> First of all, we play. We played like six, five or six holes, something. Okay. Well, the first hole, no, no, no. The first hole, he goes, if I don't birdie this hole, we can quit. And I think I parred it, right? Yeah. And so the first hole, I'm like, oh, fuck, we need a birdie on this hole. He goes under a tree. Easiest par five of all time. I I think I birdie it 90. But you did it under a tree, so you had to punch out. Yeah, I was fucked. So so we go through. So we have no birdie on the first. And I'm like, okay, so should we quit then? (laughs) So we're going to keep playing? We got to like the sixth hole, I think, and I was like one over, which is fine. Yeah. At the sixth hole. Yes. I mean, and on that course, I probably should have been. No, I, I think by the sixth hole, I realized like, oh, there's a reason we didn't quit because he was kind of joking because he can grind his back. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but then on the seventh anyway, hole, or six, I was like, no, it was, this, it, was, no, it was the sixth hole. This is what I'm saying. So we get to the sixth hole, and I'm like one over at the time. Should probably should have been a little better. And it's a hole that I'll hit four iron off the tee. A hundred percent of the time, it's a it's a drivable par four. But if you miss, if you miss left, you're on the street. If you miss right, you're in the woods. So I just hit four iron into the fairway every time, and I'm like one over at the time. And I'm standing there, and Chad goes, "You're gonna drive the green, right?" I'm like, <laughs> I like, I think maybe I will. So of course, I grab my fucking driver and I hit that motherfucker straight on the road. Yeah. No, right on the dead, road. It was the judge straight ball or whatever. So I'm dead. So I'm dead there, and then no, and then we're like we're like up on the street. The cars are passing by. And we're looking for it because we're like maybe we can hit it. It was out of balance. I couldn't hit it, but and then like a couple holes later, so Chad's carrying the bag on his back the whole time. Couple holes later, I look back. Chad's on the fucking phone taking real taking phone calls for selfies. His no, selfies. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing business while he's supposed no, to be no no i was doing a bunch around. of fleets too <laughs> remember fleets were a thing yeah oh yeah you were that we had talked about that before we started You're like dude i should just i should do some I'm fleets. fleet the whole thing <laughs> but i was like oh my god he's way up there already I'm like, oh my god, how do you get up there already i just my, my favorite thing a bunch of different greens chad it puts was the like fucking bag down next to the green and I'm putting, and I look up, and fucking Chad's on his phone talking to clients. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I was like, we go in this uh, open yeah. house or what? You're gonna love it. Like, is it yeah. FHA loan? Should, should we offer two fifty or two sixty? I don't know. That was good. It's uh, awesome. It was fun. We had fun though. That's all. That well, you guys are Darbo and uh, Josh are playing together in a tournament. Is it happened or? Oh, just haven't signed up yet. Josh, you better pick up your game because I just annihilated a tournament this last weekend with a buddy. Oh, no tens? We won by eight strokes. 
Is it was it scramble? Oh, was it was it a scramble? three. It was it was a triple format. So it was scramble for nine, best alternate. ball for nine, and alternate shot for nine. We only made two bogeys throughout the entire round, even including alternate shot. We were one under both days for alternate shot, but we just fucking Here, cleaned up. Here's what here's what I'll tell you, Darbo. So I I'm three tournaments straight that I played that I have a ten. The first tournament I played that I have a ten in, I shot an eighty three. Okay. This last one I had a 10 on, I shot a 76. That's insane. And today I shot 89. I've just played bad today. But what I'm telling you is I'm hitting the ball really good. My score just looks shitty because I have a 10 on. We're going we're gonna to be well, good. was an 8 with a 10. What's that? It was an asterisk. Yeah, it was, it was an 8 penalty put on a 10. But. Okay. We need Keep to get out on the golf course. Maybe we can go to New Jersey and visit our guy Chris. Chris yeah. hung with us through the whole after show. Which yeah, is well, yeah, what am I going to do? Hang out with my wife? What? I'm not... <laughs> Chris, how do you say your last name? I've always wondered. That's the best question all day. Exusion. <laughs> what a great name. Exusion. Get, Exusion. You can say that a million times and I'll never get it right. That's that like crazy. Where does that last name come from? Yeah. Armenian? Okay. Anything with say, IBN at the end's Armenian. Oh, <laughs> I won't okay. lie. My guess was going to be somewhere like near Lebanon or mm. or something like that. Because I I don't know that part of the world when it comes to culture, and I wouldn't know that type of last name. Yeah, anything Y A N I A N, any of those Armenian. Okay. So that's cool. Super cool. Oh yeah. All right, boys and girls, that's the program. I will be back with you maybe for next well is it the john deere right john deere yep so it's kind of a skippable week if you really think about it um you could try to take a week off and enjoy your summer or your time with your families in your life darbo maybe we'll do a narrative show it'd be kind of fun actually be different i've been i've been trying to share my optimizer this entire time and you just you want me to pop it up yeah because i asked them about it and then like it never showed up I'll you show you. Pop it up? Maybe no, I. Have yeah, it. it won't take. It'll it'll be quick. Wait, so, so basically, I can set all my locks that I want. I put all my conditionals in here for the buckets, and I just hit run optimize, and it'll spit out six golfers. And I have this setup where it'll give me a unique lineup for for other people. This goes faster. So like, this is what it chose as the most you know optimized one. I can save this, and now based off of my exposures over here i can run it again like i don't mind this lineup when i look at it so i i like that one i'll save it and it'll run and it'll create me a whole new lineup and i must have lee hodges <laughs> locked in there yeah so well either I, way you can get access to what you're viewing right now through yeah. your YouTube i always say channel. participate on my channel and you can have access to this what's that, your channel pretty, what's that what's your channel Sweet spot DFS. Okay. Yeah. So if you're subscribed, subscribed because he's he's got a giveaway too. If you're gonna get into that, yeah, yeah that's I'll a good one. I'll subscribe it up. Sure. Yeah, why not? yeah. So hey, up golf I'm, content. So why not? I'm giving away thirty dollars Monday night at the John Deere Classic. If you're cool. subscribed and you comment on any of my videos, you get a free entry. So you guys could do that right now. Get free entries, and then you can also share any of my videos on Twitter. I'm going to give you free entries despite it already starting, you know, the tournament starting, but <coughs> it's all about participating on the channel. I reward those who participate 
Super simple. Oh my God, Darbo, you have not. You have twenty nine comments already. Yeah, it, well, half of them are mine because I I respond to everybody who does oh. comment <laughs> on it. So, well, then fourteen. I'm gonna make another comment right now. Hi. Yeah, Eric. but if, if if any of you guys want this, it just email me. Say, dude, I want your optimizer, and I'll send it to you. Like it's not. I there's but no. Eric, hidden... we all know that it's just gonna produce no answers because nothing does, and nobody knows <laughs> anything, and it's athlete performance impossible to predict. And we already know that we shouldn't bet a lot of money on it. Low stakes life. That's how we live. And Eric, Josh, Chris, we all live the low stakes life. Let's play the music and get the fuck out of here. Go oh, we're, playing, <laughs> we're playing music again? We, yeah, why not? Music. Yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> Cheers, boys.